0: Listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it whip on whip. It's soft to hard. I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer because I pump bass like that, Jack. On or off the track, I'm heavy cuff. Ball till you fall because you could duck to the Fetty Gov. Sorry, my love, what I'm seeing through these eyes. Big convoys with the wagon on the side. Only big boys keep deuces on the ride
2: hey welcome to the black guy who tells podcast your host rod and Karen. and we are in the house on a wednesday ready to wrap up the week with a lot of people's favorite podcast guests man um you know the guy who won best guest uh for the blackout tips last year mm-hmm. uh it's my man chris Lambert, who you guys might know as the host of the monday festival podcast or you might know him on twitter at chris Lambert. Or you might know him from seeing him do a stand up before. Uh what's going on, Chris?
1: Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh I guess I have to admit that I'm the greatest black guy who tips uh guests yeah. of all time. That. And uh hopefully this goes well. I don't hopefully I don't lose uh even though I'm still great, but you know <laughs> well, you I was know. trying to make a shitty LeBron reference and it didn't work. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, the the numbers still bear it out, and you'll always have that. No one can take that from you.
1: That is true. They can't take away. You know, I tried that LeBron's Mix drink for the first time, and it was pretty good, but I think a lot of people probably won't like it because they'll just be either be jealous of the drink or they, you know, <laughs> have a bad relationship with their parents. Yeah. So one of those, <laughs> that might be one of the reasons why people don't like LeBron's uh, Sprite Mix.
2: Um, now, you know, the NBA draft is tomorrow. Uh, you're, you're, you're a basketball fan. You looking forward to, uh, the draft? Yeah. You know, it's a, I was
1: noticing it. I've, uh, it's a lot of light skin excellence in the draft coming up, man. And I, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. I really didn't follow. I haven't followed college basketball as much as I used to, but I do like that kid, D'Angelo Russell. Mm. Uh, he seems like I, I've seen him, uh, do the, the circuit on uh, ESPN for the last couple days. He seems like a smart kid. Seems like he's confident. And, uh, maybe, maybe I'm hoping he goes to the Knicks. I'm not a big Knicks fan, but I live in the New York area and I don't, I would like to hear some positive things about New, the Knicks this season just because I live in the area and I'm listening to sports talk radio all the time. So it'd be nice to, to hear good things happen for yeah. the Knicks if he goes there.
2: Yeah, it's kind of amazing how New York-centric the media can be. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, the Knicks have the fourth pick in this draft, and I feel like I've heard as much about them picking as I've heard about, like, the Lakers picking, who have the second pick, or maybe, you know, almost more than, you know, Minnesota. Like, it's
0: crazy. They're very biased, and when you tell them that they're biased, they go, no, no, we're not biased. Yeah, you're biased because – at the end of the day, New York is kind of the only team that, the, that actually matters to the media. I hate to be like that because most of them are, are centralized there, and they're like, "Hey, if it ain't about the Knicks, then fuck it."
2: And they're gonna. The thing is, there's like thirty or thirty-two. 30, I think thirty teams in the NBA or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, like the odds of a team being very good consistently is very low. That's true. But it's like, and because like doing that with the Knicks to me is like spinning a ball and just picking any one team in the nba and being like why can't milwaukee get the pick right like like yeah 2018s do not get the, the the pick you know what i mean they don't get the guy every draft but somehow we're always obsessed about new york
1: it's true i mean just look, looking at the finals um even though there were no uh new york teams involved i just know like people seem to be so in enamored by are just surprised at how good Andre Iguadala was mm-hmm. you know like this story the narrative just just the narrative that that uh that the media created and it's like well that guy is an NBA all former NBA all-star defensive lockdown player when you use him on 2k I remember in the back in the, like maybe two or three years ago if you use him in in 2k like he's got the the padlock symbol because he's good at defense mm-hmm so I mean, I, I play a lot of video games, and I, I I play the the sports games 2K, and so I would I used to use the Warriors, but now I can't use them anymore because they're too good. Like it's just not, it's really not as fun. It's not that mm. fun anymore to play with them.
2: Yeah, I've but been I'm playing. So, yeah. I've been playing with the Warriors since uh, my cousin was there, um, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Morrow. So yeah. I have been playing like for years. Just that was my go-to video game team. Was like you know and then he got traded i mean well he went to a different team and i started trying to play with those teams that they were so fucking sorry Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
2: you know i never let go of my love of just playing with the warriors because it's just a fun they're like a video game team in real life you know and uh it was so it was so funny uh watching the country Really be introduced to Golden State because right. they actually had no idea how they played Mm-mm. until we got in deep into the playoffs, uh, you know, as, you know, and by we, I don't mean me and the Warriors. I mean <laughs> the, the fans of the NBA until, yeah. until we got deeper in the playoffs and people started watching those games because, you know, they were staying up to, to finish them.
3: Right.
4: And
2: all of a sudden it was like, Oh, these guys actually don't play the way that I thought. They, nope. it's pretty much three pointers and runners at the basket for the most part like it's all you know it's all you know like it's almost like watching uh young kids play you know what i mean like the way they play ball they don't ever really muscle it up they don't post really they Mm -hmm. it's all just driving dish for the open three and just hope you hit three or four of them in a row it's really hard to defend when it's going in and
1: true
2: uh everyone stay healthy and they were a problem all year
1: they were just, they were just playing out of character in the finals to me. Mm-hmm. And once they started behaving like the Warriors behaved throughout the whole season, it was like, they, you're not going to beat those guys in a shootout. But I just wanted LeBron to get, cause I'm a LeBron fan. Me too. And I, I wanted him to get this for just, just to complete that narrative. But, uh, that, that kind of hurt me. It hurt me cause I, I, I love Steph Curry. Like I've, I, I I've loved him since, you know, his Davidson years. And it used to make me feel bad when people used to, I talked about it on my podcast this week. I was like black Twitter. You talk shit about Steph Curry. And he, and he showed you guys, they used to say his ankles were made out of Doritos mm. and he beat, he overcame that in under armor sneakers. And he, he really, uh, <laughs> he really, and I, and I, I love it. I love, I think it's great, but I just wanted LeBron to get this and,
2: me too It was, my narratives collided like my my agendas yeah. hit the, like because you know i know stuff from you know t- just casually through basket playing basketball with them mm-hmm. okay so like i was like just don't let stuff make it to the finals against lebron because if he does one of my agendas gotta lose and he did make it and i was like well either my lebron make everybody mad agenda gotta go Right. or or my Steph Curry um you know gotta 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 get that ring for the for the hometown gotta go you know and it was like uh either it was in a way I either way I couldn't lose but also I couldn't feel great about whoever won because I was always gonna feel kind of like damn shitty about whoever lost mm-hmm. so yeah. it's, it was just a bad finals for me because uh and I but uh, you know in, in all in best it, it was kind of best case scenario like LeBron balled out above reproach, yeah. and and really that's all you can ask for if you're gonna lose. And he had all the built-in like reasons to lose, no Kyrie, right. no Kevin Love, whatnot. Yeah. And then um you know Steph's just a class act, man. So you know I definitely w- wanted to see him get a ring, and you know if not now win. So you know congrats to him, man, and proud of him doing it for the hometown. And still can't believe me and Justin used to foul that kid. You know, like a couple years back, it's and crazy. I bet y'all
1: were bigger than him, right?
2: Hell, nigga, he was. Uh, when we played ball with him, he was like five ten, and then he hit that growth God. spurt in college, came back about six one, uh-huh. which still not that tall. Like you know, like still didn't feel like he was a quote unquote NBA player the way that people feel about him now. And he wasn't. Right. He wasn't doing all that shit to us. Um, but it, <laughs> but but I always told people that um about Steph I was like the thing about Steph is um he just did what he has to do in a game like even though I think it looks to people on TV like it's showboating it's not showboating like all that shit he's doing is shit that he feels like I have to do this to get this this score to like make this play and people look at it like oh he embarrassed that dude he made him fall but Steph's not trying to make you fall he's just trying to get your ass up off of him yeah so, and he's
1: he's just now starting to give props for his handles. Yeah. And uh and it's like you like I was I was I was talking to my dad uh this afternoon and just saying how he is you got he's going to be if he's not now mm-hmm. he's going to end up being the greatest shooter of all time.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh I don't know like I've seen Reggie Miller, I've seen Ray Allen. Uh
2: He's, he's, he's yeah I, I mean my thing is he can do it off the dribble which yeah it just depends on how much you respect that skill i respect the hell out of it right. and you know the other thing about um steph in the first two games of the finals um i like i i remember i was all this analysis going around like what steve kerr needs to do how they need to change the lineup who needs to be and i was just like it's not gonna matter once steph starts hitting his shot it's just right. like it like Andre I understand Andre Iguodala wanted the the, uh MVP they could have gave the MVP to any fucking body because once Steph was gonna hit it was over like Mm -hmm. every time they got to the fourth quarter and he was in the game he would just hit three or four shots in a row next thing you know it's a 13 point lead and they're cruising to a victory you know um so I never really felt like uh like like steph was going to play bad for seven games in a row so Mm -hmm. um it was just a matter of could lebron beat steph when steph was playing great and uh the the answer was no not by himself like yeah not yeah not by himself so uh like nobody else really showed up to play in a way that i felt you know uh like clay never really showed up um yeah I Never felt I, I felt like Draymond was really in, inefficient and all over the place. Um,
1: Harrison Barnes was erratic.
2: He was erratic. Like it was really just the Steph show. Once and I, it's almost like people overthought it because they they ran with that narrative that he got shut down in the first two games so hard. But if yeah. you look at the final stats, he only had one bad game—the game where he hit five shots. He had in the first three games. He had he shot ten for twenty, twice, and one of them. Like, he hit 17 points in the, the fourth quarter and they only lost by like a couple points. Like, it was just, it was just, people just ran with that narrative. Like, I can't believe he got zero votes for MVP. That, that, that kind of pissed me off. But zero. anyway, uh, Chris, when you come on, we always talk, what you say, Karen?
0: I said zero. That's unreal. You So yeah. you mean tell me he, his presence just made no difference in that team winning? Only
2: Iggy and, um, LeBron got all the votes.
0: Wow.
1: The Cr- sexy, the sexy pick, you know, like, i don't know I, i'll do put it with
2: I, i'll put it this way worst finals mvp of my lifetime uh when
1: yeah yeah worst, i wouldn't worst. i wouldn't i wouldn't argue with you on that
2: yeah so uh Steph should have got that thing um all right so uh chris man when you come on we always have to ask you about it man how's love life going dog
1: uh, there's no love life. I've given up. I'm just gonna, uh, focus on my career like a, like a white woman in a romantic comedy. And then maybe somebody will fall in my lap. But right now, I'm, I'm really, honestly, I'm just, I shouldn't even say white. I should say any, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna be the black ver, black man version of a black, an independent black woman. I'm gonna just be a, the, the inverse of that. I'm gonna be an independent black man. I could take myself out, uh and <laughs> buy and your own shit. Have a good time. Like, you know, like this last week I had like it was just like I had a low key dope ass Friday night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I went I got off work. It was like a hard a hard week at work, all this drama going down and everything. And uh I, I went to see this movie called uh Me, Earl and the Dying Girl, an indie movie, you know, <sighs> right down right in my wheelhouse. And it was at this, like, non profit, really nice theater, like, um, like 15 minutes from my job. I had a great fucking time. I paid $9 for some candy and some water. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds
3: I wasn't, about right.
1: I was not expecting that. I mean, it's, it, this wasn't even like AMC, it was like some kind of fruity candy. And I was like, oh, I'll try this. And she was like, nine forty-five. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You and just,
2: I, you would just sit up in there like I don't need no man to tell me what to do I I, I could do it right. well, I could do bad by my damn self
1: exactly and then like I draw I enjoyed the movie uh I, I had a great time and I drove home and I just had this wave over me like I got some takeout and I got like a and I just had this like feeling of euphoria over me and it I was listening to like uh, Ariana grande's song and I was just—I don't know—I just felt good about life.
2: Mm, that's that's what's up, man. I think people put way too much pressure on people to be in relationships. Anyway, that
0: true? You know what people think people—it you know,
1: does get dark. There's dark moments. I'm not gonna lie to you, right? But I'm gonna say, like, you know, like I just felt I was like, man, because I, I was—I went to go see—I went to this concert a couple weeks ago uh, to see this band called Little Dragon.
2: And oh uh, yeah, I love them. The Rumba, they're amazing.
1: Yeah, and every time they're in the city, every time they're in the city, it's always sold out. And I have a a buddy that works security at this spot called Brooklyn Bowl, really nice place. And I got out, and the the nerd in me, it was like a 12 a.m. show. It was like a a late show. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should go. (laughs) Should I go with somebody or not? You know, and I I asked this one girl uh, that I was interested in, and. I probably, I don't know if I should even say. I asked a young lady, a young woman, and she was like, I'm going to go see Drake. And I was like, oh, okay. Should I even be talking to you? Should right. I even be? And <laughs> I don't think Drake is talented, but I'm like, you're 32. Like, right. you know, I mean, Little Dragon is a shit. But hey, plans had already been made. And what? I just went by myself and had a good time, man. And I don't need anybody <laughs> to. okay all right
2: i'm all right i'm good (laughs) little dragon is uh the shit by the way but also um you know i do think there's a lot of pressure to be in relationships and stuff and i think it gets dark either way though like
4: yeah you know what i
2: mean there's married people that i mean that woman that helped that them prisoners escape one of those people to kill her husband like
1: she was married, yeah. You and, don't
2: get much darker than that, you know? What right. I mean? like, <laughs> like, it just depends on the situation, man. Yes, it does.
1: It's, it's true. Like, I'm not rushing anything. I'm just not, I'm just really trying to, like, I don't know, just like for the last, God, for the last 10 years, I've been really trying to focus on my craft. And I'm just now starting to see, like, this incremental progress within the last few years of just, like, stand up wise and, just acting, just me being a, you know, even the, the bullshit cliche thing of being an artist,
3: mm-hmm.
1: really starting to um, uh, enjoy the work for for what it is, for its intrinsic value, and not just like with the monetary gain or the success. Like I was I was doing, I did a show last night, and before the show, it was an open mic, and I was just seeing like the, the quite a few people that knew who I was and respected me and they were like, Oh, I saw that thing you did that twelve years of bringer and that was cool and people just giving me DAP for that and and people just knowing who I am. Like this little thing that I created of doing stand up that I decided to do. Like people know me for that in this huge city uh is pretty fucking amazing when you kind of step back at it. And I'm like I'm no I'm not I'm not famous or anything, but it's just it's one of those things where it's like Sometimes you got to look back, and I and I and I think sometimes you know when I'm doing my my nine to five job, am I doing the TPS reports and really not getting appreciated for that? Right. Uh, and it's just sort of like, okay, well, I don't need them to validate me Mm-mm. because I have this thing outside of it, and that. that now, granted, I'm not I'm not going to take my day job for granted. I'm happy, blessed, and fortunate. I'm hashtag blessed to have that job and, <laughs> and for, you know what I mean, fortunate. And Karen, you know how it is. And Rod, you're you're in a place where you're you're doing what you love to do, and you made your passion a career. And yeah. and so when you when you're doing something like I got this thing, like I got this thing after work that I get this value from. And and granted, we're not, I'm not where I want to be in that career, but I feel like I feel like I'm on a path
2: yeah i feel like that's you know a lot of people man and yeah i was definitely there um you know like it was a big deal to me today because it still feels a little bit you know unbelievable every day but like i paid for our (laughs) it's such a small thing but i I was like fist pumping i paid for our p.o box for a full year this time Mm -hmm. so because it was like i I expect our business to be here in a year like Mm -hmm. i don't like you know it, you know of course anything could go wrong i could be on the air say some opinion everybody hates and, and then it goes away but you know yeah. it still was kind of like damn man that's that's huge for us cuz you know there was a time we were like should we even get a post office box right. we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen we with we didn't this even shit. have
0: one we you like, know? do they do a trial post box right yeah <laughs> can we
2: get like a 30-day trial like title for a post box <laughs> and,
0: like it was, it was to cnn yeah. renew
2: yeah so it was kind of you know it's dope karen you were gonna say something earlier you know what were you gonna say or you remember Mm-mm, go ahead all right well um as, that's good too to hear about the career shit too man because you know we're always uh rooting for you and promoting different oh. shit and you were a revelation in 12 years of bringer man you really yeah, like, you... gravitized to that role man yes. like everybody oh, was thanks. good but like uh the casting could not have been more perfect and uh you really took the lead on that shit man and like i like i was laughing so hard because you know you played it straight but then you played it over the top just like just a little bit but that's what uh-huh. made it so so much funnier you know what i mean it, it was great man
1: thank you i mean i i, I had fun doing it and I, and I think like if i just try to give them different colors to paint with and if if everybody in the cast saw me uh taking myself to uh you know just having fun and and, and committing then they would too yeah. so it's like it's like just Throughout my career as a, as a performer, <laughs> I, I, I know what it, I know what it means to be in the, the lead in a show. I know how to play the supporting character and I know how to bring that energy up. You know, it's just like knowing, knowing your position, like being, like just being, are you going to, can, can you be, are you going to be, can you be LeBron mm-hmm. if, when you're asked to be LeBron or, or can you be Ray Allen and, and hit that shot when you need, and you need it? So I've been both. And uh I heard you I
2: heard you required script clearance.
1: Yeah, man, Uh because you know sometimes sometimes when you do these things, man, and you're not you're not doing it for money, you're doing it because you want to do you know, practice your craft. Sometimes people I remember auditioning for this play and I didn't have the whole script and they wanted me to play uh an angel that was a former slave and he had a noose around his neck.
3: <laughs> was, Yay! Like, That's cause a role. Got,
1: <laughs> yeah, because he got hung and and he died, you know, and shit. And he was like an angel. And I was like, and it was, and this was like back, like right. This might have been right when I was, I was in Chicago. I, I think I had graduated. And when you're doing theater in Chicago, if you're not a, when you're doing theater anywhere, but definitely Chicago, and you're not, you're not equity, you're not in the union, you know, you you sometimes do plays for free you very little or no money yeah and some of my best work was done that i i didn't i didn't get paid for right like the dude producing the show uh god bless him it was a, a, a great production but i was watching this motherfucker like <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was like he was he had a he was buying this is when um god i guess gamecube was gamecube yeah. like back in when that was hot, like, he yeah. was showing me his new GameCube game. Right. Yeah, but I was not the thinking paid for the show. Hey, man. So I like, had one of those. Do,
2: do they still fuss at you the same as when, like, like when you're not getting paid? Because, you know, like, directors and producers can sometimes be control freaks. And uh-huh. sometimes they can, like, you know, go off on the deep end, cuss people out, yell at people and shit for fucking up. Do they do that when, it's, when you're not getting paid as well? Uh... I haven't run into too many
1: problems like that because okay. I would try to be, I you know, because my name is on it too. So yeah. like I, I would try to hold up my end of the bargain. Yeah, because I I, I, I feel like I
2: would just leave. You know, it's like if I played basketball in a rec league and it yeah. was and it was free, and we had a quote unquote coach, and right. then like I didn't get a rebound, and he was like, "Morrow, get your fat ass down there and rebound." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I gotta go." like
0: yeah i'm a grown
2: i'm a grown ass man
0: doing this for free i
2: have car keys and i'm going to utilize that that privilege and go my fucking ass home like this is beyond crazy and i always i wondered that about like these productions where you have to perform for free and stuff and i guess in large part 12 years of bringer is kind of about that culture of you know performing but you can kind of it can be abusive in Mm -hmm. the wrong situations yeah because people just they're they're
1: they're paying they're preying on your dreams like your passion like because you're not doing it to get paid like i remember doing i was doing bringers at a point when i first started and i didn't know i was doing a bringer because i like the first couple times that i did stand up there were people at the show to see me Right. And the guy would tell me to come back. And then there was one time that, uh, that I went and there was nobody came for me. And the guy said, Oh, we're going to put you on later. And I just waited the whole fucking show and Shit. didn't go up. Oh, and I that's was like, fucked up. damn. I was like, damn, it's like that.
3: Right. And I remember
1: one time, like you, like you having to call people to try to get them to come. And I remember doing this, uh, like the comic strip was a set. I think that might have been the second place that I ever did stand up. Mm-hmm. And it was a bringer show and you had to bring like seven people and I didn't have all my people.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
1: my people came and so I got to perform and I killed. Then I wanted to, and like they like, say, Oh, you got to come back and you don't know because you're thinking like, Oh my God, I did really well. I'm in front of all, all these people, some people that know me and I did well because right. those people are supporting me. And I went back like a couple months later and I didn't, I had one person and he was like, I can't put you up. And I was like, well, can I give you money? To wow. Come? And he thought about it and he was like, um, I can't do that cause the other people, you know, brought, took, they like made, took the effort and brought people. And I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. And mm. that's when I bought a video camera. I bought one of those flip cameras. Yeah. And I just, I just started recording myself at open mics. And was like trying to get booked off of that. And that's just how I started like doing bar shows and stuff. So once I read JL script, I was like, well, I, I see what I see what he's doing. This is like it's really a love letter to comedians. Yeah, it's like and it's it is for and a lot of people got it. And I and I was I would joke that we're never going to work again and blah, blah, blah. blah. But
2: how, how many I, now when uh, you came with the one person as a guest, how many Lopez's did you get?
1: I didn't, I didn't get any, like I just, oh. I just took
2: my ah, ass off. So they didn't even, they didn't even force nah, you against the wall they, and make you watch some Lopez jokes? Nah,
1: young, they was just like, those, you know, it was like, nah, you, you can't, you can't go on. And that's <laughs> when I just started, you know, I was, cause I was, I was 29 when I, when I started. Right. And I would, had an age on me and I had had experience where i had lived a bit of a life and i was like right. i can't do this man. yeah I exactly can't. there's a right. level of respect
2: like that's the other thing about safety net that people don't understand is which is why i don't think anyone should just you know i understand that some people will say you should but in general i don't think anyone should just jump head first into any hobby quote unquote and, yeah and be like i'm passionate this is my career now because with, with the safety net you allow yourself to be respected because yeah. you mm-hmm. you can you have something to fall back on like as much as jail like will you know whine and moan quote-unquote on his podcast at times yeah. part of the reason that he gets to be like i only do these type of get is because he does have something to fall back on and right like he does have an area of life where he's like no i have a skill that makes money and there's only so much shit i'm willing to put up with you know for the sake of comedy and no i think that shit does matter man um i I do think it's funny that people gave gave you props to your face about the 12 years of slave i wonder if people i mean 12 years of bringer (laughs) i wonder if i wonder if people are giving JL props because you know i would have also required script approval because you never know what JL would put in there because JL (laughs) JL would just say some inflammatory shit and be like Next thing you know, you in the middle of a skit, just like fuck Louis C.K. Uh, I hate Ken. I hate Ken Peele. Yeah. I don't want I fuck Comedy Central. I don't want no special. And then next thing you know, it's like Chris Lambert. Uh, he's a he's a he's radioactive.
1: Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You gotta be. You guys just gotta kind of try to take care of yourself and not take too many, too many blows. Like I remember doing. I I may have told this story on your show before, but I, when I first moved here. I did a couple of, like, I have a bit about it, but I I did, like, a couple of shows in Jersey, cause I was, I did a production of A Raisin in the Sun, and, like, near where I live, like, community theater, and then I did a, uh, production of, um One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So I went from playing, like, Walter Lee Younger, the Sydney Portier role, to playing, like, an orderly, mm-hmm. like, one of the orderlies in the, in the show. And like there was a scene in it where the guy playing the uh, what is this what is it? what is it? the Jack Nicholson character the main guy mm-hmm. he called me boy and I was like fuck this nigga just called me boy this is kind of race- racist and my dad saw the like DVD of the play and he was like man don't do no shit like that no more
3: yeah and I was
1: like I was like damn he's right but right. I was just trying like that was me trying to recapture what I had built in Chicago for like. Six five years mm-hmm. i think like oh oh two to oh seven so that was me trying to figure stuff out so it took me two years to come to stand up to where i was taking classes at upright citizens brigade where the where alana and abby from broad city you know came out of donald glover all these people and uh i was like this is cool but i can't be paying all this money for taking these classes i have a master's degree. master's like I can act like I have a master's degree and I said I need to start so I just started doing stand-up because I'd always wanted to do it and it just it was something I get and I think it's part of getting older being in my late 20s and saying like, you know, what have I created like I was looking at like I think Hannibal Burris was on some like website about like I just happened to be scanning something at my parents' house and I was like, oh Hannibal Burris, this guy. Funny and he's he's black and he's not cooning. Mm-hmm. That guy's pretty cool, <laughs> you know. Like it's just like I didn't and I didn't know him at the time. This was this was before he got SNL. This might have been like it was two thousand nine. So maybe like right before he did his, I think right before he did Fallon.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
1: saw was it Fallon? Fuck, what was it? I think it was Fallon. And I was like, this motherfucker like had some subversive shit on there, like on the low, right. And I was like, "Damn!" I saw "I like that guy." And that's why I just I started. And then I said, "Told my parents, you know, I want to do stand up." And uh and I was thinking, like, it was Hannibal Buress, it was St. Vincent, one of my favorite artists. And I was looking at their age, and they were like the same age as me, right. and a, or just a little younger. And I was mm-hmm. like, "What have I done? Like, can I create something? What have I actually created? Like, now I'm now I wasn't like a fucking uh, loser. I mean, I had a master's degree." Right at 25 years old and I was living my literally living my dream. Like I was almost in a Ja Rule video and like, <laughs> I, I was like doing shit, but it was just like, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. So it, I mean, it takes, it takes time. And it's like,
2: which, I mean, which, it, which, I, which what Ja Rule so, video was you going to be in?
1: I, it was going to be, it was probably going to be I cry, the I cry mm, video. Okay. Like I, I couldn't go to the audition. Like I didn't, I think cause my parents, we went to North Carolina yeah. uh, and they were like, nah, you can't go and shit.
2: Well, <laughs> if you could have been like the helicopter pilot in the uh, Thug Loving video, that would have been perfect.
0: Yeah, that would have been perfect. What, what stopped you from going ahead and saying I'll be a doctor? <laughs> I, I, But I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, I think you have to
1: like. Sometimes you know I was talking to my I was talking to my dad about it. Just like sometimes I think we in general, I know me personally, but I think people in general sometimes we don't stop and smell the roses and we right. don't think about how far we've come. True. You know I don't I don't want to turn this into a TED talk, but like it just feel like I that kind of just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think overall, like I'm pretty happy for the most part, but it's like there's obviously like places that i you know i want to evolve and there's places i want to do there's things i want to accomplish places i want to do what the fuck am i saying I'm no dying. no i know Hilarious. you're mm-hmm. saying
2: you're, you're a strong independent black man and you don't uh-huh. need no woman nope. yeah to tell you what yeah. you want to do and and i, I fully support that man it's, yeah you know so, i'm proud of your career over here yeah i'm trying you guys have,
1: you know you guys have been supportive and everything and and so that's that's just where i'm at with it right now and i'm trying to like I'm trying to do the career thing, but I'm trying to, I need to enjoy and enjoy myself too. That's so I got to take the time what, to pump my brakes a little bit. You, too.
2: uh, you, you put any thought into when you think about recording, like, you know, an album or anything like that.
1: Maybe like in a couple years. years, I, I need to do, like, I want to do more road. Mm. Like I need to do more, like more of the road and, and, and not just like, I need to do a, a little bit of everything, but I think the road is where I'm going to grow. Cause I noticed, when I go out, go away, even if it's like an hour or two away from mm-hmm. Manhattan to just do some shows like to be in front of people that are different from me and make them laugh without being the same. Like I, I had I kinda had this mini turning point <laughs> earlier this year when I was doing this uh I did a uh private birthday party for and for this black black firefighter mm-hmm. that turned fifty years old. It was his fiftieth birthday party. And it was like mostly like middle-aged black people,
3: right?
1: And uh, I did like an hour in front of them, and I, and it was like fifteen minutes away from my childhood home. So if I bombed, my mother could literally tuck me in like, <laughs> <laughs> and console me and make me feel good about myself.
2: And how'd you how you how'd you book that gig?
1: It was through a, a manager, like okay. my manager that books me.
2: That's dope.
1: Yeah, and it was like. I was like, and it went well, and they fed me, and uh, it was <laughs> it was really good. I had some chicken wings and, and stuff, but like it went well. I was like, okay, I, I feel like I got some because it's always a thing with me where it's like, I I kind of like to check in with the with the black people because I want to make sure that I'm I'm doing it right, right. I'm, I'm being righteous with my shit, not in a way where it's like. Not like my dick jokes are righteous, but right. it's just like <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm not like cooning or I'm just i'm because you are you are dan- you are dancing for people right wh- how when you get up there anyway, but it's just like am I doing it the quote unquote what the right way is for me?
2: well, I feel like yeah. if the fact that you even care about that is uh proof you know it's like proof positive that you won't you know like like i doubt don lemon wakes up every morning and says i hope black people don't get upset you know like
0: yeah he, like
2: i feel like certain people they know
0: yeah he's, he's like the matter fucking heel. he's a uh, fucking yeah heel. he's like the matter. they uh, are the more i know i'm doing my job yeah um yeah. chris um do you have the response like me i guess because i work a normal uh nine to five like if I'm out and I, like, see people that know the show and they recognize me, do you have, like, the fight-or-flight syndrome that kind of overcomes you? Because I have that. I'm like, should I run? Should I stay? How do you know me? <laughs> people,
1: people at your job that do that?
2: She, yeah, she met somebody at her job the other day that, that heard her voice and figured out that she was caring from the Blackout Tips. Like,
1: Wow. I mean, I'm not as famous as you guys, but I would say – some like one of my coworkers came to me, came to see me perform like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he had never. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come see you, man. I watch a YouTube, and he was he was impressed." But like, he'll bring it up. I don't. I really don't bring it up at work. You Neither. Know, I'll be like, "I, you know, what are you doing? Oh, do you have a show?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, so how about the Mets or something?" You know, I try not to talk about it too much. Yeah, I used to
2: do the same thing. Like, I don't really want to mix those two worlds because you just never know if someone's going to be uptight about it if they're going to be cool and it's like why even run the risk of dealing with that shit so
1: yeah i got into some bullshit like earlier when i first started about it um and it was just like it's like yo when i'm here i'm at work i'm at work and there's other people that say like it's crazy how people say some of the most inappropriate things Mm -hmm. like i know like patrice o'neill used to say Inappropriate is a vaginal word, <laughs> but like people say shit that you be like, damn, this motherfucker said that. Like, it's like it could be true, mm-hmm. or it, but it's usually like, damn, this mo- this nigga said, and they they be white. i be like, this nigga, you said that,
3: right? Yeah,
1: I be like, ah, uh, I was like, I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah. I, I'm. It's a, it's a whole like Clark Kent Superman thing where it's like,
0: yeah, you, yeah, you you almost have to have a balance to it because. All jokes aside, knowing that you're black, you are. I already know that I don't get the luxury of certain things, yep. you know. And I, it's almost like whatever I do outside of the job, all of a sudden, just automatically affects what I do at the job all the time. Yeah. You're like, do you, you ever separate entities?
2: Do you ever worry about like, or do you have you ever had like a bit or a joke about work, or you're like, nah, because it might get back to somebody.
1: I haven't. Well, it's just one of my. YouTube. One of my bits that about working in an office, but it's not its not specifically about anyone. Mm-hmm. But it's just a bit that I—it's just a bit that I have that's like one of those bits that you, that 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 kind of evolve. Mm-hmm. And it, and it is about the office job, but it's not—it's not about anyone. But right. I think people don't even know. Like one, there's one guy that says he listens to my podcast. I was like, oh, wow, thanks for listening, man. And when people, you know, say something, like I did a TV spot last fall and, you know, one guy that's always say hi and bye to, you know, just you just see, you know, when you see another black man at the office, it's just like on blackish when you see a guy, you may not know him, but you give him the nod. Yeah. Yeah, he came up to me and said, oh, man, I saw you on that show, man. Oh my God! I didn't know you were a comedian. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, thanks, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate it, mm-hmm. and just keep it moving. Like, I mean, it, yeah, that's that's
2: pretty well, much he, all. Well, he was a brother, so you were gonna be safe, man. <laughs> but, all, right, all right, let's. Yeah let me do the intro shit uh blackout tips podcast itunes stitcher radio give us five star reviews we like them we read them on the show mm-hmm. official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport a bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by adam and eve our sexy sexy sponsor let me see if i can find some sexy music uh for playing the background <laughs> there we go let me ask you a question are you getting enough mm-hmm. i bet you love to get more right well com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts first they give you a sexy surprise for her secondly a specially selected toy for him and third a little something you both can enjoy plus you'll get six full-length adult movies on dvd that's only nine things if you're counting number 10 i'm not trying to cheat you Number 10 is free shipping on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? Well, it's not very hard. Go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be a ventures new toy, sexist piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just go enter our offer code TBGWT at checkout, and you'll get 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping when you enter offer code TBGWT. That's TBGWT at Eve dot even make that mm-hmm. I to You high. So far, so
3: far. Like you never oh, oh, oh. Gonna wear that Skin tight my
2: you know about that Selena Gomez, yeah. Huh? That's Selena? Mhm. Are you kidding me? She grown up, man. I don't know nothing about that.
1: Oh shit! Is that that's the, so? That's the new song that she's been talking about on Instagram.
2: Yeah, with ASAP Rocky. It's called good for you. Oh,
1: she's bad, man. Like she's gonna be. I think when she gets about, you even gave her props like a couple, maybe a month or two ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you sent a picture and you're like, she's grown up. I was like, yeah, but when she gets to be like tw- mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. she's gonna be in. She's going to be a problem, man.
2: Yeah, I still feel uncomfortable with, uh, you know, the way you were obsessing over her a couple of years ago. But, you know, she, I feel like in three to five years, I'll feel more comfortable with the idea of being sexually attracted to, to selena gomez you know but
1: she's she's in her 20s but like i never i didn't have a problem because was in her 20s but i yeah, know but like, she got the young girl body features, yeah
2: you know it's yeah. like it's like even though molly cyrus is older now it's still when i look at molly cyrus yeah. like like molly cyrus had an article where she was talking about nudity and bearing her titties and sex and shit and you can see her titties in the pictures for the article and i still was kind of like i don't know if i should be looking at these titties
1: he ain't got no titties, though. You know what I mean? Like, right? But know, that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, is they're of age? But I'm looking at like eh, these kind of remind me of like a a young child. Like, I don't know if I should be watching these.
1: Well, my problem was with recently with uh, the McKinney uh, pool party uh, thing mm-hmm. with a girl, the girl, the black girl that threw the party. Yeah, uh, she had some really huge titties, and um, I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, this happened, and this was supposed to be you know informational about the racism and all that bullshit and i was like man uh, she got some really huge titties i know man like she's of age i hope she's right
2: like that's the most savage level of uncontrollable that your brain can have like as a man as a man i don't know well women must obviously go through this because all those teachers fucking those students and watching those watching those twilight movies but Mm -hmm. but there's that uncomfortable like those are some big ass titties, though. Like, you yeah. know, where, like, she's talking to you about civil rights and, like, the things that are, like, that, like, and not even just her, but, like, women in general, where you'll be talking to them and they'll be talking about something extremely serious and that yeah. you need to be paying attention to. And then there's always that savage part of your brain that's like, she is fine to the motherfucker, though. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, because
1: it's like, you try, like, I don't have anything. Like, I'm not, I I see, People talk bad about you know women on Twitter and black women especially and and it's just like I don't I don't I'm not down for any of that right and like it's just like and but like I said this is this is bullshit why is it just why are you treating people like this or whatever but then like part of me is just like uh God, she's fucking hot like you just yeah. you just think like you just see something like that like that black girl that was talking about her right being violent like call of duty black pool party edition right happened that at her fucking party well, and you know it's just like well uh, that idiot. um
2: i did find out that girl is she um, was 19
1: she's 19 yeah
2: not only is she 19 but like she's done like photo shoots as like a model and shit before
3: so oh, okay. like they
2: like you know because investigative black twitter shout out mm-hmm. to black love black twitter black twitter csi i need his own tv show oh my god um, that's crazy yeah it was so I like
1: so bad then I and mean, then maybe that that makes me feel better yeah i didn't even
2: feel bad after that because at first i was like man she's just trying to tell us this story and she's like she can't help that she find us all the fucks and she's like probably 17 and it was like actually she's 19 she's a model she does it i was like oh okay well i guess i don't gotta feel bad about that because she is fine as fuck
1: Um, she's not more she like selena gomez miley cyrus the the, as far as these celebrity young i shouldn't even be saying this but jl and i talk about this a lot Mm -hmm. it like just like some of these women young women that are like on the cusp and they're a problem like that they make Mm -hmm. me feel like the girl from modern family Mm -hmm. the middle girl like she's a problem
2: you know, yeah, I don't even watch that show, but I'm. A, talking I've heard y'all talk about her having some big ass titties. I can't even like do go there. Like, Shit. like I have a certain cut off in my brain where I'm just like, I refuse to acknowledge that it's happening. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> where it's like,
1: it's a funny show. Like, I watch the show because I think it's a fun. Even though I think it's like, well, obviously, over- I wasn't. I was like, not. Definitely.
2: I'm not assuming you and JL tune in to jerk sure. off to to that little girl. I'm giving y'all that much benefit of the doubt, but i'm just saying in general like i like in general there's just a certain cutoff in my like um yeah. like like if i was as a grown man now if say the fresh prince came out right now i wouldn't be like i would have to turn off the part of my brain that's like yo ashley's gonna be fine as shit when she grows up like yeah i just have to turn it off because it's like it's too fucking creepy to be thinking about that shit like you know, and I don't ever want to be one of them countdown people. That's like wait till the Olsen Twins hit eighteen. Like now, that was
0: some creepy shit. Yeah, I'm not
2: like
1: no Wilmer Valderrama shit. Like because yeah. <laughs> he was he like had that watch for Lindsay Lohan and everything when yeah. she was, when weird. she wasn't pre crack Lindsay Lohan. Like there should be a thirty for thirty on her. Like like a thirty oh, for thirty. You know yeah it was dope because emma stone got all her money now emma stone took that took that
2: but uh, you know i feel like i have that adult part of my brain that just shuts that shit down sometimes like like when i'm watching the video of the girl talk about the pool party there's like yeah. it's almost like there's an adult rod on my shoulder that comes in and, and talks to the other riders like okay that girl is fine as fuck and you're not wrong to notice that but she's talking about some very important shit and you need to take her seriously right now
1: it's a primal thing it's a primal thing that we I think we as men struggle with all of the time I think it's just something that you just have to you have to fight you have to like push down and it's the problem
2: it's, co- the problem comes when motherfuckers try to act like that's right right like i think yeah. a lot of people feel like because something's primal then quote unquote then it's natural then that means it's right and mm-hmm. it's just it's not like society has been fucked up to this point yes, like
3: it has, every yeah.
2: like everything gets better the more we kind of fight back certain natural impulses and like we do need to be at a point where like that girl can be fine as fuck and she can still make a very valid point about police brutality and we don't go yeah but i'm not gonna listen to you because you got titties you know like uh for example when people talk about breastfeeding in public you know the savage part of my brain is like titties of course but (laughs) but but like the adult part of my brain is like titties are nourishment for kids like you use your memory glands to feed your baby why shouldn't you be able to do that like right. i shouldn't i shouldn't have to be looking at your titties sexualizing them just because you feeding your kid that like that's obviously an internal thing that i need to deal with not something that i need to put on you as if you're trying to sexify me because you because right. your baby was hungry like right. you know we like there's an important part of uh like i said the adult part of the brain that needs to come out and shut that shit down man i wish more people would we do, do that, that about topics that they're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Speaking it's of topic, like, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, it's just it. Yeah, it is just, just the rational part of our brain that we we brush back all the time. Like that documentary, Hot Girls Wanted. Yes, that you know everybody was like, oh my god, this is a gripping. I, I that just kind of gave that just gave me more porn stars. The right,
2: one. I like I immediately googled those girls. I was like, okay, Ava
1: Taylor. Shout out to Ava Taylor.
2: Yeah, you know what's weird about that documentary is uh, it seems like um uh, it was by rashida um Jones, rashida right? Jones.
1: yeah
2: it seemed like she started the documentary. well she even said she started a documentary to study men and why they watch porn which seemed like it was going to try to like kind of shame men it's <laughs> like why are you watching this shit mm-hmm. and like it's so anti-pornography in general and i've seen that stance so many times it like it was a little bit just kind of like i get it you don't know, like porn you know what i mean right, like and- another yes. another woman who just does not you know like like pornography i don't even know if you should even be doing this documentary under the guise of like well you know it's good pr because people were pushing it like the revolutionary groundbreaking work that you've never seen but i was like everyone's heard this like it's not yeah, even, it's, it's, and if anything it just didn't like it really doesn't make the case that the girls are like victims, as as they kind of want to. Like, like I feel like they go in looking for like this idea of like they didn't even know what they were getting into. They yeah,
1: it was tricked. a big size. It was a big size because like I was like, oh shit, this is gonna make me not watch porn ever, right? And it just really did the opposite. Like, but then there was one girl, the one girl that her, you know, she ended up becoming a manager at a restaurant, right? And her her parents loved her. Like they loved. Yeah. they still, they were like she didn't want to tell her dad or dad she had a relationship with her father she yeah
2: honey they wanted to hit all the stereotypical tropes but the thing that kind of here's the thing though watching that documentary i kind of felt like her boyfriend and her mom were kind of being dicks
0: you know what i mean like
2: i know we were supposed to feel like no they're the ones who are right they really care about her and they wanted to stop but it kind of felt like look dude you agreed that this nothing was wrong with what she was doing and now that she's done a few films you're basically slut shaming her like he was basically on some like well well you're basically being a whore and like dude what yeah then you should have left when she fucking gave you the option six months ago right rather than wait till she's like you know three months into a porn career to be like well now you're a total whore bag so i don't know if we should be together i'm like get the fuck out of here dude
1: because friends started seeing this shit right he he started catching feelings about it and I know, like, I don't think I would be able to, uh, do it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is. Yeah,
2: me neither, but she quit for a man's ego is how I read that. I didn't. Right. She didn't quit because uh-huh. she wasn't having a good time or she wasn't happy. Like, she quit because enough people kept telling her, you need to quit. And the right. documentary tried to spin it on some, like, see, it just, it's really demeaning. And I'm like, I don't know. It seemed like her family was demeaning about it more than anything. And all the other girls stayed and did, did work. So it was like, <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about you know like i i know she ca- it felt like she came in with a conclusion and tried to make a film that met that conclusion rather than film a documentary and then take that footage and kind of come up with your own thing
0: yeah I, I yeah i haven't seen it but i i've heard people talking about it particularly black women was saying that there were no black porn stars it yeah. was not very diverse and uh, and they was uh talking about a lot of things that you guys were talking about like they really wouldn't talk about the women and their freedoms and their rights and their choices you know to be in the field Uh which like if you want to cover pornography because here in our country it's always shame 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 if you really want to uh spin it you actually need to cover it talk to the people like um i don't know i've never really i rarely see a documentary about pornography that's actually done good without some form of shame in it
2: yeah i like the one yeah. about the, the after top, porn. In, yeah after porn, porn that was I, I the I one like that. that i liked a lot because
1: yeah
2: it just kind of let people tell their stories good and bad like there were right, some people yeah. that were like this is terrible and i quit and i didn't like it and now i'm super duper religious and all this shit and i did it for the wrong reasons and there were some people that were like no i just wanted to make money it was a great way to make money and i fucking love it and i now am a director and i've made my living off of this and there were some people you know like i like the like i'm not about the i don't need them to tell me the narrative like to make my mind up for me but just go in there and let people tell their own stories and present their own information because i feel like nothing's that black or white um and it was just funny that um that uh hot girls wanted got that kind of push because it seemed like the whole push was based on being a very black or white porn is bad narrative and it was like you didn't really make the case in my opinion no
0: and i think the director like who that woman was and made she the difference Jones. right if yeah well, she got else, to go
2: on talk shows right and, anybody else would have made
0: that they wouldn't have paid that shit not a you know what of attention
2: P- porn in mainstream media though is a lot like the n-word
0: right like
2: everyone who does talk about it gotta say it's bad like yeah. you know what i mean if, if you don't think it's bad then you just don't talk about it but like you know the only people you're really gonna see very vocal on are gonna be people that are like this industry just needs to go away it's bad it's it's abusive and you're like well, okay well is there someone else to make the other part of the case and the other person's like i watch porn and i ain't getting into it you know right. we just need like a will bond of porn you know how will bond was with the n-word he <laughs> just yeah. showed up and was like i'm old i'm black i say nigga and no one can stop it like we need one person that's just like i watch porn it ain't all bad no one can stop me shut up right. And, right
0: and to turn around and be like well numbers and statistics show that y'all watch the shit too
2: let's talk about news okay guys all right. Raven Simone is back in the news. Oh, she says uh Black Twitter hates her. Oh, that's true. Oh
1: well, yeah. Well, I admit, don't hate her, but I black I Twitter didn't even know is. she
2: read Black Twitter. I
0: don't hate her either.
2: You Well, you know what Oh, wait. What is this?
0: Oh, somebody partying. This music playing?
2: <laughs> uh that you know one of the things though about Twitter that I really wish people would stop doing. Well, two things. One, you got to stop shitting on Black Twitter come on guys right. it's enough black yeah. people catch enough shit in general for our for for us to have a space where we go and have fun and black because and i wouldn't mind if people were giving more of a total picture of black twitter
0: right but they sure. always pick
2: the bad shit to be like this is what black twitter did they like yeah well black twitter also you know organized black lives matter
1: right
2: we never hear that like it's always like black twitter was picking on Raven simone you're like did she happen to say something extremely ignorant and racist?
0: Right. what well, she
2: happen to offend people? Yeah. Is it, is it really, um, picking on her or is it just vocally disagreeing with her? Because people do that a lot too, where it's like they came for so and so. It's like, did they come for her or did they just disagree with her? And if you walked into a room of black people that didn't even have the internet and said the same words she said with those same black people who don't even have Twitter go, yeah, that trick is tripping. You know what I mean? Like come on guys. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, black
1: Twitter, like it just, I mean, black Twitter, like Fonte said, black Twitter is Twitter. It's Twitter. Right. It's like, it, but like, I mean, I, I know like within the circles, we'll talk about black Twitter amongst ourselves, but yeah. I mean, the only time I was really mad at black Twitter is when they said something about like, oh we don't go to
2: Outback
1: steakhouse and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> was like nigga
2: what are you fucking kidding
1: me i didn't know that uh yeah it's like a couple years back they said I, you know so. what
2: i can't the thing is i haven't been to Outback steakhouse in years it's like been I, a
0: long time like now
2: now i feel like i need to go to prove the stereotype yeah, wrong but, ain't yeah. around me yeah no that's one palmville
0: but it ain't like
2: a, my boy a, works a, at a that my boy worked at that Outback, and I never went, even though no, I knew I could eat for free. I feel like I'm contributing to the problem right oh, now. Lord. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's not a it's I I like it. I think it's for me. It's like the sentimental value of like oh, I would go there with my parents. Right, that was our like family chain restaurant that we would go to. I mean it's it's fine. Like you and when you were in college, when I was in college, we go we going to Outback, I nigga. Mean, like we yeah. got the money this week, you know, like so. It's, <laughs> it was just like that, like
2: that I'm blooming sure onion. Good.
1: Uh, I, I was more of a the kookaburra wings. Okay, the the house salad, and then you either get the the Melbourne, the twenty ounce porterhouse, or
2: oh, you really be up in there? Okay, I see. Yeah, no Alice wonder, Brink no wonder you got offended. <laughs> the
1: blooming onion. Yeah, no yeah, wonder you got offended. like he, me and my mom and daddy went there. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Wait, don't, don't you just put a, <laughs>
2: don't you put a tree Steve.
1: On, on me going to fucking Outback? Yeah, you, you, you serious? scoffed,
2: you scoffed at that. I like, like, uh, you know who else caused quite a stir was when, uh, Jamel Hill said, um, uh, PF Chang's is absolutely not, uh, a first day restaurant. What? Yeah, and people, niggas went ballistic. They was mad as yeah. shit. At, <laughs> and so, like, you
0: gonna,
2: you gonna take this fine dining, uh asian restaurant and she was like <laughs> nope it's just a chain restaurant it ain't good right um, she was like
0: i know fine dining and this ain't
2: it yeah <laughs> she's like they microwave all that shit in the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> i don't care Still good. you could, still buy, she, she, she
1: could she, buy a, a pf change meal that's in the frozen food sector. right
2: she not even wrong but it was just funny because niggas love pf Chains. and when she hit that i was like i had that moment of like what you tripping Jamel and i was like well, you know what, They, you know, she's not saying go spend a lot of money. I mean, I could just take you to a nice little eclectic local spot and yeah. pay. I'd actually pay less for food and have just as good a time. So I was like, all right, point made, Jamel. Uh, you know,
1: oh, man. like, cause I, I've only actually, no, I I have to admit that I've only been to P.F. Chang's one time mm-hmm. and I was with this lovely black woman, uh, Gore. Oh, I just one. that's one of those regrets that you just like, I,
2: I fucked this up. <laughs> it's like as you're ordering, you're like probably should have went somewhere nicer.
1: No, 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 no. Oh. Just the whole the way it. Oh, it okay. turned out. like she was fucking gorgeous, and uh she, we went. We we were. This was a really black date. Mm-hmm. We were going. We were. This had to be. This is when Notorious was out. <laughs> <Came> out. <laughs> so we was going to see. Ninety six, ninety
0: seven. Yeah, I might have said no, no, no the something. movie,
2: the movie Notorious, oh, the Karen, movie, not, movie. not the TV, not the, the uh, rapper.
0: Okay, my bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, so y'all did y'all go see Notorious on the date?
1: We was like, well, I'm gonna take. Let's go see Notorious, and, <laughs> and it was playing at Edgewater, and we the tick it sold out, and it was like in a white area, right? Which, and I guess that was the only place it was playing or whatever. And we was like, all right, well, let's just go get something to eat. We get our tickets now, and then we go get something to eat. And it was a P.F. Chang's. I was like, you want to go to P.F. Chang's? She was like, yeah. <laughs> and we, we went. And we had to... It was like a club. It was like a fucking... Because it was like... In Edgewater, New Jersey, it's like right on the water. Or you could see the Hudson River. It's right across from New York City. Right. So, like, you know, it's really nice. And they got all these nice restaurants and stuff. But this P.F. Chang's, which would normally be like in an upscale restaurant park, it would be there. But this place was like, it was like a club. It was like the music was going. People was at the bar, mm-hmm. like spitting game and shit. Like, this was like, it was intense. It was like a fucking nightclub. I was like, damn, I just want to get some beef and rice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> rice right,
0: some low mein and going back to the movies.
1: Hell yeah, they was going in. And that was my first experience, first and only experience there. Okay,
2: no wonder. Yeah, you probably do think it's real nice. Um I mean, no. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not shading you. I'm saying... If I had that as my only experience for PF chains, I'd be like, "The fuck is Jamel Hill talking about?" But yeah, you know, we have a local one, and I've been several times. I'm like, "This ain't no big deal. They microwave this shit. It's not even that good." You know.
1: And you guys probably have your haunts that you go to. That's like, yeah, it's a spot. Like it's like it ain't. It's not. It's not a chain. It's a restaurant. It's just a good ass restaurant.
2: Right. Everybody does. You know. I don't feel like we need. Uh, back to Ravens tomorrow. Oh, what was Sorry. the
0: second thing about Black Twitter? You only mentioned one. Yeah, like, oh. It might
1: have been like the Steph Curry thing, like they, his oh. leg, his ankles are made like Doritos. I didn't
2: like that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I can't from. I did hate to see that, but that's just part of the course. Yeah, it's like Derrick Rose caught them. and Like it's just gonna happen, and it's not just th- like also that. Not a Black Twitter thing. Like white right. people also do that shit to people that get hindered a lot. Like
0: you know oh,
2: yeah. you know like i like that's the thing about the black twitter thing like i said it's like we count i just hate when people only count the bad shit
3: right because like
2: raven simone um black twitter also supported your ass when you were irrelevant like yeah, did, it do you, like? Did, I mean,
1: it's not like she wasn't it's like they they're whatever this article is they're just painting her as a victim but she said some sideways shit
2: right and after that's so raven black twitter was the one checking for you and you
1: What's know, yo, what was that show? I'm sorry, man. Yeah. What was that show
0: she had on fam, ABC Family? It
1: was her and a a sick a white girl.
2: Uh, I don't know. Was I it? don't
0: know, but I know I that's, that that's so Raven was like the show that I known her for, and and so I was fine.
2: With
1: I, the
0: mon-
1: keep talking keep
0: talking i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna try to look it oh up. no problem and i liked her own that's so raven because she was thick because well, she lost that Yeah, weight. black
2: people really supported her at a time where white people were calling her fat and shit so it's just like right you know like and then and then it doesn't count when it's like it doesn't count whenever you start to say froggy shit and people talk about you it's like all the support and years of people having your back none of that counts it only counts that people said some shit you don't appreciate so you know i I feel i always you know it's it's always like when when don lemon was saying poignant stuff about trayvon martin black people were like yeah you know shout out to don lemon yep then soon as um the case was over he said black people need to pull their pants up they're like oh fuck you
1: fam what made me turn on him like is like when he he was just he because i talked about this shit on like with y'all before like yeah He was on some shit where he was like, yo, there's violence in Chicago. This is before it even got the Chirac nickname. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, he was like, this is violence going on. He followed this girl to school to show what her walk was like and all the bullshit she had to deal with. This dude was in the streets and he was in in it, man. And, like, two or three years ago, like, he just did that heel turn, man, where it's like, okay. I guess he's in the mud. It's like some WrestleMania Money. shit. Mm-hmm. And it just hurt. That kind of hurt because I met that dude. I told y'all before. Your listeners probably remember, but I met him at a barbershop. And like, I was like, yo, that's that piece you did on Chicago, man. Like, that was, that was you no, know, that, <coughs> that was whatever. And he was like, cool, man, you know. And that was cool. Like, it was a good interaction. I was like, oh, man, Don Lemon. That's because he was, he was that dude. Right. And then he just,
2: Fucked took that up, turn and, and look at um raven raven small was just on blackish
0: right like you're yeah, yo. like
2: you're shitting on like black people that's one thing about black people will never let you leave like
0: Mm-mm. no matter
2: how fucked up you get you're one comment away from being completely accepted again it's one of the best things about being black is like if don lemon had a heated debate tomorrow where he was actually being like no the georgia flag needs to come down and i'm pissed people yeah. would be like oh okay way to go don welcome right. back right just like that like that you know it's almost unfair is the was the state of georgia you were talking about yeah
1: yeah i'm looking uh, at it right too. now and she had the she had loretta divine with her aunt and she had this girl that used to be on uh this show called roswell right Mah- mahandra delfino i yeah. think she was kind of scary. i think
2: also people forget that she was a child star and all those people get kind of fucked up so yeah but yeah she was the person that said you know rachel dolezal uh she supported her last week um you know she uh, she said um uh she sparred over Whoopi goldberg with the defense of the use of the n-word um she disapproved of Harriet tubman as a choice for being on the u.s currency um because she felt that we have moved, we need to move forward and rosa parks would have been a better choice um she told oprah um that she's not african-american she's black you know and i still you know i agree with that i understand her assertion on that i don't think anybody can take that from her um because she said she was tired of being labeled but you know she's done some froggy shit man like it ain't really rocket science and then to be like black twitter just hates me it's like well they don't really hate you they just let down by you know some of the shit you've been saying dog yeah and
0: the thing about i guess the thing about twitter to me people act like people aren't vocal on twitter on regardless of the race and color i think that like you say black people are twitter black people is twitter because black people as a collective use it more than any other group of people like, in America. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like, just like everything else, it's like, we get blamed for shit, but you want the cool part of what we do, too.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, go,
0: go ahead. ahead. Uh, Karen, you're absolutely right. It's
1: like, you can't, they can out-black us, but we can't out-white them. Right. Like, exactly. A friend of mine told me that, and it was just like, yeah, I mean, this Rachel Dolezal, like, that's, that's 100% proof, because she... I know, I'm sure you guys have covered it, but it's it's like, she just went, she went Donnie Brasco with the shit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't no weekend thing, because some people were wrong when they said, you know, I could see you being offended, black women being offended by it, and people in general, but it's like, she didn't just do no weekend shit, that was some immersion shit. For I years. just want to
2: see the movie. I want to
0: see the movie. In the book, the Lifetime TV show and all that stuff. Yeah, it's all, all of that stuff is coming.
2: Yeah, she's oh, you know, and that's the thing. She was um she should have been treated as a joke i think everybody was on the same page for oh. about half a day
0: i was there with the jokes.
2: everybody would have been fine black women everyone fine. would have been okay just going she's a fucking joke
0: right yeah. but
2: once people started being like "Well, she it. does more for the black community then y'all sisters be doing yeah, that if she want to be like, black yeah. what's wrong with that because beyonce want to be white and shit like that and it just got bad
0: <laughs> right and that's when the middle fingers came up and that's you know yeah. that's when all the divide and all that shit. And I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's just really, really. I guess just you know fucked up. It's like okay, we joking, but it's like some nigga gotta come and 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 just divide. You know. Just yeah, I mean it's not, party. Like,
2: it wasn't just men. It was also the white media took her seriously. Right. I mean they let her do a media circuit. They had her on TV. They were asking the wrong questions and mm-hmm. making it seem like she was the first case of transracial blackness like
0: right it took you know a, it was just
2: a, it was a lot
0: yeah it took a white woman yeah. to ask the right questions um did, did melissa harris perry mess up too hell said, yeah
2: yeah she messed up i don't care you know i don't care i don't care i don't care if that's your favorite she fucked up man like she wasn't asking tough questions she let her off the hook with when she sued howard she said oh yeah uh people just don't understand like she like right. melissa harris perry said this she was like well, people just don't understand. That lawsuit was about gender, not race. I read the five-page lawsuit. It clearly said it was because the administration favored African Americans. That's about race. I'm sorry. There's no other yeah. way to look at that. She's like, it's really about gender and you being a woman and pregnant. I was like, why are you letting him, her off the hook? You know. And then what's funny is the best interview I saw about it was from a white woman on the Today Show who just was like, you're full of shit, and I'm going to ask you questions about the lies you made. That's best, it.
0: Best interview. Yeah
2: like and then it was like why do you have to be a white woman to be able to do that like right you melissa as perry couldn't have done that like you fuck out of here anyway um uh so other news uh is going on this tilly woman who helped the inmates escape mm,
1: okay
2: a prisoner is saying first of all how many actresses are so thankful that she did this because ah! there's a lot of heavy set older white uh-huh. women right actresses uh, then, that don't get a ton of work nope but they they definitely are trying out for this now someone was like well you know in the in the uh you know in the actual f- movie they do for this it won't be she'll be more attractive i was like well all the actors will be more attractive than her that's that's a given. But about there's Hollywood a there's Yeah, but there's right. a ton of Hollywood actors that just don't get work.
1: Right. They don't get late <coughs> in to do it. What's my girl and hey, they're gonna get uh what's the girl that's the lead in pitch
2: Damn, which I I was uh, really Annie. At, Oh uh um, What did you say, Karen? Who is it? Is it Annie or something? Is that what you're talking about? Fuck, what's wrong it, you know something's wrong with me? Oh wait, you're talking I'm about, about like the that. British one?
1: No, the the lead girl, the one that was uh oh my god.
2: All right, now I gotta look it up. Pitch Perfect, because I, I, I didn't girl. see any of these movies. By the way, see I see her face. Uh, Elizabeth Banks directed the Director, um uh, who's starting this shit? Uh, I don't know.
0: I've never seen any of those movies. Jesus yeah,
2: Christ, I'm, I'm flipping. If I Anna
1: Kendrick
2: it white is it Anna, Anna Kendrick? Kendrick? Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I will take that. I Annie. But um, yeah. uh I was thinking more like you know, like the the woman who was on the Office. That, the dude say that phyllis yeah like phyllis because like she gotta be like phyllis. oh shit B- about to come up you know roseanne you know like there's got gotta that. be a...
1: phyllis got that disney money though she's in uh inside out i heard
2: yeah i'm just saying you know the money i know is, i know I, know. know I feel you. I feel she you. gotta be looking at it like oh shit get to play a real person um <laughs> but yeah if according to another prisoner they say tilly in the escape inset- inmate had sex at least a hundred times what yeah, even though her dumbass husband says she swore on her kids that they didn't. So that's good enough for him.
1: They gotta be in Canada by now. It, and it's funny because I was in, I was, uh, at, at work. I was, on was a Friday when I was at the movie, went to the bathroom before the movie, just like washing my hands. And there was a guy in the bathroom. He was in the stall and he was like, sir, are you still there? And I was like, yeah, everything all right, man. And he was like, uh, you think they're going to, did they catch those guys yet? It was just, like, random as fuck. It's like, why are you asking me this, man? Right. I'm, this is so weird. Like, a guy that I've never met, never seen his face. And he just, he's just like, hey, you think they're going to catch those guys? I was like, oh, they're probably in Canada by now.
2: Right. Do you want you to turn on the nightlight before you left the bathroom? What the fuck is yeah, that? I was like,
1: shit. Yeah, I'm trying to watch a movie, man. You got me thinking about that shit. <laughs> You're
2: right. Right uh yeah apparently Probably. former prisoner eric jensen told the paper that he saw tilly and convict the cop killer david sweat flirt up a storm during the eight months he spent behind bars said the relationship was an open secret at the workshop where tilly oversaw inmates joyce made sweat her head tailor, which put him behind a desk instead of sewing machine she often appeared giddy with excitement when they were interacted the way i can describe it is in high school when one of the good-looking jocks looks at an ugly girl or ask her to the prom that look on her face she was ecstatic Damn, that's cold. During oh, lunchtime, when the inmates headed out to the mess hall for child sweat would stay behind in the tailor shop with Joyce. Mitchell would bring him Subway sandwiches and hamburgers, he said. "The what? day, Yep. The day after Labor Day, she brought in a barbecue chicken, hot dogs, and hamburgers. She put it inside a styrofoam tray to make it look like it came from the mess hall. So she made him a plate.
1: I know they hated
2: that, nigga. Yo, first of all, her husband, he gotta he gotta quit her now. she make she make a place for other men i know the rules because i am on twitter
0: Ah!
2: and that is a gross violation of the rules
0: did she rub on his beard too right (laughs) She she made him a plate
2: yeah she did it
0: she breaking all the rules
2: uh also she he ain't
1: gotta leave her because she gonna be locked up right or
2: no yeah but he need to leave her ass anyway to make a statement that like you you have to leave her for the you gotta leave her come on dog of course self-respect wise you just have to she also i i'm 100 percent sure she was planning to have him killed too like i don't even want to hear
0: yeah i I think that was real that part yeah.
2: yeah uh palmer uh she also uh tilly also put um uh hacksaw blades and frozen hamburger meat that she told the other guards to give to them without scanning uh and then she um she uh baked goods for the for the guards so that she could get special treatment for the prisoners which of course is a violation of prisoner poli- prison policies. So. Right. Tilly out. Tilly was on these streets, man. He, she was busting it open for the convicts, dog.
1: That's gonna be a lifetime joint, like there. Mm-hmm. It can't be. I just don't want to see. I don't want to see this movie or the Rachel Dolezal movie being like downgraded to lifetime. Like I said on Me Twitter too. a couple of weeks ago, this this Dolezal movie it has to be. Directed by Ava DuVernay or like Gina Price Bikewood or right. D. Reese. Like it has to have, like you have to have like a good, it, it can't be no bullshit, man. Agreed. Like, and like it, like I would say if, if you do it, if you go with the white person, it would have to be like Richard Linkletter. Because you mm. know the way that he did this movie called Bernie about where you had Jack Black play this funeral director that like killed off this woman that yeah. was like a benefactor. you've seen it right
2: I, I know of the story
1: but you know the joint right and it's mm-hmm. like the way that that the way that that story unfolded it was just like fuck and that rachel dolezal like you could play the humor and the really dark shit and i think if you get if you get elizabeth Banks, it has to be a white it has to be a white woman
2: See, I, I, like, I feel like it has to be a black woman because oh, no. a black woman, tell
1: me why? Tell me why?
2: Because there's certain black women that already have that look, and they that that could like pass. You know what I mean? Like I feel you. I like like because because the black scenes are the ones that actually matter. Like her, she needs to look like she can pass as black. Mm-hmm. And I don't think m- enough makeup in the world can make just a regular ass white woman pass as black. Right? Like it I needs to be a now. level of like. Her natural self needs to be the one that looks like it's passing. And then when the reveal in the movie is that she is a white woman, it, it'll be more shocking. Like, like Minnie what?
1: Driver could rock it. I bet Minnie Driver could rock it.
2: Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking she... of, um, the fuck was that lady from SNL?
1: Maya Rudolph. Was she, yeah, you know it's the clip going around of her. Oh, he, yeah,
2: yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I do have it saved to play on like Sunday or something. But yeah, yeah. Like she, the, she was the first person I thought of. I was like, yeah, or maybe get two actresses,
1: because I was thinking like I was thinking like if you go like, because you know how they always they do it more with men than they do with women. Well, right. they do it about the same now, mm-hmm. where they have like actors from the UK, and they you know like they'll they'll take the gig over. Over mm. an American actress, that's right or actor or whatever. I just feel like if you get somebody, because I think Elizabeth Banks stuck out with me because she could play that comedy and she could do drama. Right. And if you get the right makeup person, dog. It's
0: like I know, will it say it has-
2: this. I will say this though. Personally, I would love for there to never be a movie about that bitch.
0: And that's my I know part, Like, like pers- uh, personally. Uh, like, yeah, I, I would
2: do. love for her there to just because life is way more important. More important shit has happened, right? Oh, I, like I don't need her making movie rights money off mm-hmm. of this shit. Like you know, her whole her whole Steves is just so fucking offensive to me, right? It, like if she never catches a check off of this, that would be my highest hope. Like right. I know she's probably gonna write a book. Like you know, there's just so many ways reality shows like i really feel like a lot of this was for her to get paid right i really feel like she was gonna wait for her kids to go off to college and then be like ta-da you know pull the wig off and wipe off the bronzer and be like i fooled these black people i fooled the world into thinking i was black and here's my book on it and now i'm gonna be a millionaire and you know it was never gonna be palatable to me so like you know if if there is a movie and it is on Lifetime, that's about the proper amount of respect for the what she did. No, no
1: doubt, no doubt, yeah. but like per say, what if it gets we get our first black female director gets an Oscar? Yeah, what I don't need I, I don't if, need what if Ava. If what if I'm in the movie, Rod? I don't
2: need Ava. I, play the boyfriend, I don't need I don't need Ava anywhere near this. And if you play a boyfriend that I don't know why that can't happen on Lifetime. I don't know why that has to happen on like a Fox pictures or whatever you know what i, I mean? think an
1: hbo joint like a low-key yeah like joint.
2: maybe a series like maybe yeah. a five, five yeah. five seasons of <laughs> 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 five seasons of, her, of like a, a a tv show like like breaking black you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she decides to be black and we go through her whole life but yeah fuck that trick can yeah. we gonna say something
0: yeah i was basically gonna say the same thing too yeah fuck okay. her um, no, I don't want on the movie. I want the bitch to go away. Um, completely, honestly. That's, you know, that's yeah. just not glad opinion. that
2: Like, the only good thing that came out of the Charleston shooting was that she's not news anymore. She's still,
1: but she's still kind of around, though.
2: But she's not news she's anymore. She not the it's top news Like, ain- Like, no, like, 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 not Don kidding. Lemon didn't go on TV and hold up a sign of Rachel dolezal That's true. Like, the president said, nigger there was a shooting in charleston and the confederate flag is coming down and we're all like those things are way more racially viable than that trick
0: right and and i guess for me i was just tired of her being being uh paraded around like she was fucking important
2: yeah where was she by the way did you see her in charleston no
0: no no She doing
2: was she doing the quote-unquote the work for the NAACP
0: did they they ask her but my thing is like nobody asked her about her people and so until you ask her about her people and she is the representative of black people Mm. the bitch need to go somewhere and sit down
2: Uh, let's speak about some other things that confederate flag is coming off of everything yeah if I knew it would be this easy I'm like is it am I the only one that's getting madder at white folks for the ease at which it's coming down it's it's, It's like they hit the switch like Alright guys, all y'all Confederate flags coming down. Uh, Alabama capital took it down on governor's orders.
0: Not Alabama. Wow. Woo. Yeah. Roll tide
2: Jesus. Uh, also, um, Warner Brothers ceased licensing Dukes of Hazard toy cars with Confederate flags. I used to
1: have those toys every Nigga,
2: kid. nigga, listen.
1: Talk about insufficient daddy Bruh, listen. My dad's fucking awesome.
2: My Jesus. dad is so awesome. That's when I knew how much my parents loved me. They yeah. bought, they bought me a Duca Hazard's cake. <laughs> for my birthday.
0: I had the white folks that you got them confused. Do you have any pictures?
2: Yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, I have pictures of it somewhere. Yeah. Like, just, like they bought me that cake. First of all, I don't, now my parents, my dad especially very much a funny ass, like, kind control, like I don't know if he bought it, took the picture to remind me one day, like cause I, I used that, to wear like cowboy boots and a hat. When I would watch Dukes of Hazard and shit, and I was saying like, just a good old boy. Yeah. Like I don't know if he was like the whole time trolling. Like I gotta take as many pictures of this nigga as possible because right. he is gonna regret this when he's a, a grown man. Well,
1: you, God, know. you know, what it is though that I was thinking about that because I was thinking about that for a long time. Like yeah. I had the the I had so many toys. Of that, I had the big a big wheel. Deuces has a big wheel mm-hmm. race car track, the the wind up car. That yeah, was I
2: definitely had the General me. Lee,
1: dude. Like, I mean, but that's that. You know what it is? It's a testament of having a a good parents parents that loves you and got it for you because that's what you wanted. Yeah. Two, that goes to show you that that race that racism and hatred it's taught. Right. I didn't know anything about the fucking. Well, my parents parent,
2: also like. like you know honestly empathizing with my parents like when do you teach a kid that That's yeah. true. like when do you tell your black son that no this symbol means people don't agree with you having civil rights uh-huh. you know there's never really a good time to pull the wool from under your kids i was watching this um this movie it was on netflix i haven't finished it yet It's something like the the johnsons go somewhere it actually starred my man What's from uh that? say what that's on netflix yeah it was on netflix you know what i'm talking about it starred my man wood harris
1: yeah i've
2: heard of it never seen it yeah it was on netflix i think it still might be on netflix um but uh it was you know and it was like a cool like the watsons go to birmingham and it was a cool like um not too heavy but kind of like this is what it was like growing up in the civil rights era Going down to Birmingham when they were doing bombings on the hill, um, you know, getting out of Detroit because it was too cold and they would listen to the radio and they would, you know, talk about Martin Luther King and civil rights marches. And like they got down to Birmingham and like one of the first scenes was when they went out and because they were in Detroit, they didn't have to deal with certain shit. So like their kids walked into this diner in the front door and they were like, oh, I want some pie. And like the woman behind the counter was just like no get out of here what are y'all doing and Mm -hmm. you know and and that that first time you have to tell your kids like and you could just see the look on the father's face and my man david alegrer is in there where it was just kind of like this is a fact of life for us and i guess now our kids got to be kids but now they gotta grow up
1: Mm -hmm. it's like Catcher in the Rye for racism. hmm yeah. And it's like how, like, I I know when I was a kid, like, we, we've had this discussion a, a bunch of times on, when I've done this show. Just like, uh, when I was a kid, like, I went to a, a predominantly black school from, like, preschool to sixth grade, mm-hmm. and we were just, it was just ingrained in us. It wasn't, like, beat into, but you would see, you know, pictures of Martin Luther King and... Carter G. Woodson, Ralph Bunch, Booker T. All of the, you know, he, Madam C. J. Walker, all the heroes and stuff, and you just know about them, and you and you had an awareness of it, and then it had those movies like the, the uh, God, like the A Long Walk Home, right? Eyes on the Prize, and it was just this awareness, and it was this sort of pride that was just, I don't know, what do you call it? Like it was just, it was just instilled. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like in a ham fisted way. It was just like, th- there was a sense of like, you know, you can be great because these other people made it so. They helped make it so. And, you know, um, I don't know. It was just something that was always in me. And I guess it, I don't, I, that's a really good question on how do you as a parent, how do you as somebody that you just, that you you want to lead by example, or you want to just teach kids to have that third eye open all the time.
2: Yeah, it's just sad, man. That yeah, that's our experience in this country. So yeah, but you know they're taking off the general Lee. You know, <laughs> good. You know, what I mean, yeah. like fuck it. Uh, NASCAR has decided that they won't have it flown. Uh, they discourage people to bring it, uh, like privately, you know, like just regular fans, but.
0: Yeah, you know, NASCAR, that's, that's, that's something yeah. all, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah, you know? cause
2: it's the most representative of Southern culture in the United all States right. as far as any sport is concerned. So them saying nah is, is big. Even if, you know, fans can probably bring it in or whatever, it's still very much a, you know, we're officially saying no, you know. Was, right.
1: That's huge cause I was listening to, uh, Dan Levitard, uh, I think today or his uh whatever his got his Tuesday show cuz yeah. on the podcast he was saying how yeah they they are doing that cuz they tr- NASCAR is trying to diversify anyway they've got that right. program and they need everybody's eyes on those cars for their right. advertising
2: not that and not, it, this, not the not the sidelines looking for that flag yeah so um, it's like they need it yeah right okay
0: oh and for me I think for the first time, a bit, people underestimate the power of social media, and social media had a lot to do with everybody kind of turning heel and going, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's almost like the civil rights and the affirmative action right. and all this stuff.
2: Why doesn't black Twitter get credit for that?
0: Right, because and they really should because a lot of times, a lot of people protested all that shit, And then eventually realized they was on the wrong side of that shit and was like, oh, we might need to change our mind. I think a lot of people never said anything because it was never brought to the forefront. So people continue to make money and profit off of it, even though they may or may not support it. It's one of the things where people say, oh, everybody want to be neutral. But now society has forced you not to be neutral and society and even white people are standing up to go, hey. I'm white, I'm from, I listen to NPR, and they was saying, I'm white, I'm from the South, y'all need to take that motherfucking shit down. And it's coming to the point where businesses don't care until you start fucking affecting their profits. When people right. start saying, I'm not shopping there, sponsors start saying, I'm taking my money back, then all of a sudden they care. For a lot of people, I don't think it's moral. They just realize, if we do this, we will fuck up our bottom line.
2: Mike Lawrence had a great status on um, Facebook where he said... Uh, the guns are basically saying the flags, like, "Hey, man, can you take the hit for us on this one?"
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's interesting because you think something that like Newtown that happened with the with all the kids getting killed, you think like, "Well, this is this has to be when we really crack down on gun control." And now, it, but the these black live nine lives, nine lives being taken. And I think part of that. How how much do you think the church has to do with that? Like that happening. Yeah, it was, that happened. well, they,
2: it's a very sadly. It's one of the only times in that that we won't debate the respectability of the victims.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, any other time we got to go through everybody's criminal history and Facebook avatars and shit. This is the only time where we just go. They were in church. Those yeah. are those are the good black people.
1: Are people talking about that being an, essentially being an, an assassination for killing that senator?
2: Not enough people, but it is an assassination. Yes, he asked, yes. "He asked, was he there?" Like, it you know, it, it you know, we'll see what all comes down with the charges and shit officially. But yeah, you know, uh, they should add that. Here's a South Carolina lawmaker talking about the flag removal.
5: Have misused the flag, and if hate groups have adopted it as its own. And hate groups are certainly creating divisive issue over this. Why continue to fly it here at the state capitol grounds? Well, let me ask you a question. Why, uh, why do we let hate groups dictate how we feel and how we live? You, like, hate groups are everywhere. Uh, people are, uh, uh, they're, they're mean people everywhere. We found that out in Charleston. We're focusing on the wrong thing here. We need to be focusing on the nine families that are left and see that just doesn't happen again. These people sat in there and waited their turn to be shot. That's sad. When somebody in there with a means of self-defense could have stopped this and would have had less funerals than we're having. You, you're turning this into a gun debate? If those nine families asked you to take, take down that flag, would you do it? You said guns. Why didn't somebody, why didn't somebody just do something? Well, you know, I mean, why? I mean, uh, you've got one skinny, person shooting the gun you know i mean we need to take and do what we can but no that's i mean I, I want to make sure i understand what you're telling me are you asking that these people should have tackled him these women should have fought him that i don't know what i don't know what the answer was but i know it's really really horrible for nine people to be shot and i understand that he reloaded his gun during the process that's that's uh, upsetting
1: He's Monday Monday morning quarterbacking his racism.
2: Yeah, and it, it sounds like, maybe maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm reading it wrong, sounds like he blamed those people for getting killed. Oh, he yeah, did. He did. He is. Yeah,
0: yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Nigga,
1: what I would
0: have did was. He, he did, and, and one thing, uh, uh, shout out to the reporter that didn't back down from his questioning and made sure he was like, oh, so you trying to turn this into a gun debate? Like... Shout out to him for, for sticking his grounds.
2: Anything but taking that flag down, basically. Right. Uh, right. Obama got heckled today.
0: I just saw that before we started.
2: Yeah. Uh, this will be my first time seeing it. I did not see and this over before. Over the
1: years, we've ga-
2: Oh, why is it pausing?
4: And over the years, we've gathered to celebrate Pride Month, and I've told you that I'm so hopeful about what we can accomplish. I told you that the civil rights of LGBT Americans is... Yeah, oh, hold on a second. I, uh, okay, you know what? No, 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 hey. no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no,
4: no, no, It's, it's not. You know what? It's not. It's not respectful when you get invited to somebody. You're not. You're
3: not. You're not gonna. You're not.
4: You're. Not gonna, you're, not, you're, you're not gonna get a good response from me by interrupting me like this. They. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: No. no. Shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Come on. Obama!
3: Obama! Obama!
4: Obama! Can we escort this person out? Come on. You you can you can either stay and, and be quiet or we'll have to t- take you out.
1: Shame on you. All right. Can we have
4: this person removed, please? Come on.
3: Come on. Come
4: on. No. No. Come on. Come on, guys. I'm just
3: going to wait.
4: But not when I'm up in the house.
2: <laughs> you know my
4: my attitude is if 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 you're if you're eating the hors d'oeuvres,
3: <laughs>
4: you know what I'm saying. Okay.
1: He's so fucking slick
4: and man. drinking the booze. <laughs> I know, that's right.
1: Anyway, God damn, he good. That makes me so angry, man. Because like I felt like somebody. I think maybe he. So it's happened to him in the past, but I think he entertains hecklers, right? And then puts them on, you know. But I felt like that should have been handled more expeditiously. I felt like
2: right. Secret Secret Service is a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit just happens way too often. I'm just like, where the fuck are you guys? Yeah. like handle this shit man like you know there's only like a year left man like we just want to get him out of office safely do you this think point? taylor
1: swift would have would let that happen her security
2: right people, beyonce
1: right. like some that person would be dead like the hacker would be dead Someone yeah, would someone so would just
2: slide up beside them, punch them dead in the fucking stomach, and escort them out.
0: Right, and yep.
2: we'd be going, "What that guy get punched in the stomach for?" Right, and, um
0: the Secret Service they'd be like, "Where he at?" Like, "Oh, he already out of the building."
2: Right, this is like it's re- really ridiculous, man. All but right,
0: dude. you know,
2: I do appreciate him being so graceful under fire, though, man. That dude's a beast.
0: And you know what? My my thing is this: I want to see whoever the next president is. I wonder are they gonna have these same hecklers i wonder how people gonna right. stand up and say you a lie the disrespect want-
2: for the office has been i on now extra min- like it's just been extra f- since he got elected it's just yeah. the disrespect yeah. has been unprecedented um all right let's uh let's uh get into our segments guys uh we did news uh i don't kind of feel like we, well we didn't really do a fucking with black people let me find one Complete of you um yeah we gotta do one because i got so many in backlog i feel like uh okay. we, we like if we the, every day we don't do one like 10 more pile up So i i have to do fuck with black people i'm sorry everyone we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play it's a game called fucking with black people where we play news articles from all over the world that fuck with black people and then we score them from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with as black people today's contestants everyone all right let's see who our first contestant is um uh fired a texas teacher was let go after saying the mckinney pool party almost shows a need for racial segregation (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, she said she wanted to see black americans segregated and that she was angry that the mckinney officer seen on the video manhandling a 15 year old african-american girl had to resign karen fitzgibbons a fourth grade teacher at friendship independent school district uh in lubbock
0: independent all right
2: wrote that she wanted black people to be segregated on one side of town so they can hurt each other and leave the innocent people alone maybe oh. the 50s and 60s were really to something
3: <laughs> did she lose her job
2: she was fired
3: okay good.
2: yeah i love the uh the, <laughs> i love the innocent people the black people are all guilty of course but all of them. everybody else is innocent mm-hmm but dylan roof was uh he was crazy guys he was a lone wolf no one else participates in his racist mind state except him and the people that teach our kids i also hate that they spell friendship f-r-e-n-s-h-i-p and whatever school district this is i know them kids stupid (laughs) Uh, so so, um anyway man uh zero to a hundred karen
0: Oh zero, her ass got fired.
2: All right, what about you, uh, Chris?
0: Zero is the worst, right? What
2: is zero, like? zero is you're not fucked with at all. A hundred, you know, you fuck with the most. Intervals are twenty five. Oh,
1: I mean, like, because I go with what Karen said because she got fired for what she said. So yeah. there were there were consequences for her uh, state her statement.
2: Yeah, I would say uh, fifty. I don't say fifty because she did say that shit.
1: Now that she did, that makes sense. She probably taught
2: kids every day until.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, you're right though, dude. That has to be. That has to maybe I can I change it to like a seventy-five. Yeah,
2: sure. She is.
1: Dude, that might be. God, that has to be fucking. No, it has to be in the nineties because she's instilling that hate into those kids.
2: Was intervals of twenty-five, but yeah. You know. Oh shit,
1: I'm sorry.
2: now nah, it's cool. Seventy five for hundred, either way. Is good right, with me. Let's go with seven. But yeah, she's right. been conditioning young minds with her dumb ass uh being racist. Yep. Um I'm not gonna do this one. This one's too long. It's nine minutes long. But somebody lectured a black woman about the black experience and she was white. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh there's an article says Taco Bell executives got that millennial lingo dough this has been happening a lot on social social media <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: in an effort to stay connected with today's you taco bell executives are boning up on language with a millennial word of the week a group of 20 something employees curates a list of words and phrases used by kids these days and distributes it throughout the company via email uh, examples of youthful slang taco bell has recently studied include lit l-i-t throwing shade that noun though uh 41 <laughs> uh, year old ceo brian nickel confirming his old fogey status told the ap that he has a hard time understanding millennial language some of these words you see i don't even know how you could use that in a sentence nickel said uh he did not clarify whether these kids should should get off his lawn just because nickel might be not totally up to date on the next generation's lingo that doesn't mean he's clueless he confirmed the time that he knows all about young people in their late night alcoholic juice taco bell cravings he says what well, right, we have found is that about
0: what you're talking about are you gonna come by our shit
2: what we found is that 20 something the 20 something crowd enjoys a beer with their taco and we also have a history of late night business where people have had their own alcohol to go with their food he said uh, can't do that young. now here's why i gotta i gotta score it as feeling fucked with it's not millennial slang it's black slang yes it is yeah. like y'all ain't y'all ain't <laughs> slick like when i see taco bell like Putting a picture up of a chalupa and then putting hashtag bay. That's, that's not about millennials. That's niggas came up with that, man. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. say what it is. Black slang. Y'all incorporating it, and if you're too scared to say it's black slang, stop using it because it's exactly where it comes from. So I gotta give them a seventy-five, Karen.
0: Mm. You go ahead, Chris. I'm. I don't know how to feel about this one.
1: I mean, ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say hard quick and dirty I, i'd have to go with a 75 also because i mean but then at the same time it's like they always stealing our shit mm-hmm. so like, is it any is it really new it's just mm-hmm. it's just the same shit new stall so right. really i can i really get mad at this i
0: don't i don't think so all right
2: okay
0: it, i give it
2: a 25 there we go texas man seeks one million dollars to chase al sharpton out of mckinney texas even though he did not come to Tim mckinney texas yeah <laughs> ne- he never planned on coming uh texas man tried to raise a million dollars online man racism is so profitable mm-hmm. to even have this idea right um so is he
1: like beetle juice every time Fucking. Some- or-
2: yeah white people hate al sharpton for totally different reasons than black people hate al sharpton. Right. Yeah. be careful of yeah. white people that don't like al sharpton y'all and if you black i'll put it on your ass to correct them because it ain't the same Mm-mm. and they really are depending on the fact that you dislike them to give them cover for just being racist okay. fuck that shit i don't correct. get Correct. like even liberal white people think oh, isn't he really just making it worse i'm like i don't know maybe shooting up non-innocent black people made it worse as it can be I
3: think so you know
2: maybe we started at worse and then he came in and tried to uh, you know, soothe the community, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention he's the main one that be like, Don't ride, don't burn shit. Like if he come down like one of these days he ain't gonna come and niggas just gonna burn shit down, <laughs> then people be like, Maybe we'll <laughs> should <laughs> show up and tell these niggas to act right.
0: Right. What happened one day he just decided to just tap the fuck out.
2: Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's uh,
0: like two like I what it is, I think with the
1: racism, a lot of it first of all first of all it's like It's how we are, how most people are in this country anyway. People lack empathy for their fellow human beings. It's at like at that level too. And then there's the racism. And then it's people that don't want to. It's like they're, these people are rooting for, like holding this allegiance for a losing team and they don't want to give up. Like two, two of the best takes that I've heard, some of the best were like Bill Burr and, uh, And Ted Alexandro, like Ted Alexandro, if you listen to his special, it's called, I did it. It's I think it's online. You can get it or whatever. He's one of the, you know, highly, one of the best comedians working today and shit. And he just was talking about Trayvon. And and then Bill Burr even said, you know, this week he said, I just don't get why people are rooted. These white people are rooting for this horrible team. If it was the, if it was the Patriots doing that shit, they would they would just they wouldn't be you know you know it's just like they just stick with this losing team and they just they were they're going down with this ship and it's fucking ridiculous and it's making them look stupid and they just they don't want to admit that this is just it, 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 that it's it's wrong and it's just like i i i it feel like it, i feel like a lot of people that are out in the field that are like the guys like uh I don't know. People are having these arguments on Twitter about the racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see people with a lot of, like, Bomani Jones, and like going through it, and it's like you're banging your head against a brick wall because these people just don't want to realize that they're that they're racist, mm-hmm. that their ideas, what they've been taught their whole lives, are are just it's it's wrong. It's just blatantly wrong.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I I mean preach to the choir dog oh, I know. it's, it's like, weird it's, like- it's really weird that because you know i don't really do the show <laughs> no offense to other shows but I, we don't really do this show with white people in mind mm-hmm. so like, like we spend very little time trying to educate white people on like why they Shit. fucked up nope. which is more like y'all are fucked up and then we just move to the next thing but yes yeah, very like i understand the pathology of white people because we've had to live in a country surrounded by them and it's a matter of survival like i i already knew that there would be a huge pushback on this flag shit from the people that you know are racist and the people that do want to deal with this like i don't want to be told what they do Like it's gonna be a huge pushback man it's not over you know like they're gonna like i i will not be shocked if you know six months from now when it does come to a vote if there's not a whole lot of people rallying behind you know keeping the flag up or some slick ass like let's move it to the such and such you know like there's always some shit Mm because that white people hate being told what to do man it's just you know that's it's like for which is sad because to me those are the like it's almost like worse That a lot of white people throw in with racist because they don't like being told what to do. Right. Like it's almost worse. Because like a racist person has a pathology and they understand what they're doing and why they're doing it a lot of times. But for you to be like, I'm not racist. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I have black friends. And then to be like, But I can't you ain't telling me take down my flag. It's like, what's wrong with you? People don't even think the guy who shot the guy who shot up the church, his friends black and white don't think that dude was racist you know what i'm saying like that's the pathology we're dealing with down here so you know i'm not shocked by any of this shit
1: well that's why it's like i'm like if you gonna keep you want to keep your flag i'ma be i'ma blatantly uh love cam newton because he's black right and i don't give a fuck what people say about rg3 i'm rooting for rg3 right i i like i I will you know what man i'm I'm so
2: sick of people policing black on black love it's like right black on black love is the most revolutionary act of all the acts like it's more revolutionary than burning down a cvs it's more revolutionary than you know getting up and making a speech is more revolutionary than marching like because all those things are fueled by black on black love it's like it's the one taboo thing we have to always quantify measure it Temperate, we have to give all these fucking like conditions for when it's okay. But what's yeah. wrong with me like loving the president because he's black? Like what, yeah. like someone told me I was part of the problem because I made a joke about how even if the president would have said nigga the wrong way i still would fuck with president obama and it was like see this is part of the problem i was like no because it's never part of the problem when white people do that shit like whenever someone just supports a racist white person because they happen to be the same color right that's not the problem it's always niggas that have the problem for some reason like it always comes down to us so yeah i unequivocally support blackness Mm. and black people and i love my people and i love the people uh that love me back and that's what it is and i'm tired of having to fucking parse that shit you know explain
0: it and have it examined and have it always challenged like something's wrong with me for loving my people As yeah i love my
2: community they don't have to change you don't need to pull your pants up you don't need to police your language you need to
0: cut your hair
2: i just i love y'all niggas it's that's what it is it's not like that's what the n-word represents and that's why it's so dangerous to people Is that we would dare be like we love each other as we are. Like I don't need to go on TV and admonish you to be like I just love you. You know what I mean? And whatever you want to change about yourself to improve yourself, period, for yourself, I'm down with. And whatever you want to keep, I'm down with that shit too, man. And that's like the worst fucking thing you can say to people because it's like you know people are. We had this white gaze we're under, and it's always like they're gonna attack you for saying, you know. Like like I said, for me to be like, like when I say I love the BET Awards on Twitter all the time, I always get like a, well, you know, uh, I mean, first of all. White people watching. Say what?
1: White people watching
2: yeah yeah I, you know and 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 i i love it like i love it as a to me it's the most valid award show of the year i don't care about right. the fucking grammys and the emmys and nope. like we don't do a special for the emmys and try to predict who's gonna win an oscar we don't Cause do that shit because for the most part i really don't care they don't care about me i don't care about them but right. you know right. what Nicki Minaj won that motherfucking BET award cuz we know Iggy Azalea is a joke. You know what I'm saying? You're like right. that's a that's a huge difference and it's a place I can go and be stress free. Our podcast is a place like that for people. Like right. black people listen to our podcast because they're like here's a place where i don't have to worry about being attacked all the fucking time like
0: i can you know what i
2: mean i'm never gonna be on here like hey welcome to the blackout tips does this word offend you niggers you know what i mean like (laughs) you you. it's a safe spot and we don't have a lot of safe spots in american media and in america and whole so you know i you know i personally don't attack black people Mm -hmm. you know getting back to the point i don't attack al sharpton i don't attack netta deray i don't attack jesse jackson Mm -hmm. i don't talk shit about you know any like anyone that their job is i love black people enough to go out and try to help them i don't say bad shit about them because at the end of the day like thank you you know what i mean even if even if your tactic fuck even if you fucked up in the past even if i don't agree with your current tactic or whatever the fuck like you're hated across america and i will not add to that by being another nigga to just be like and i let me tell you why president obama is a piece of shit sellout like i would never be that person because at the end of the day man one of the, the things that he's constantly chided for is the fact that he doesn't disown us as a as black people you know what i mean like right and i'll never have love for the black people who do that shit as a survivor like you know like when don lemon does that shit i'm not gonna ever support him but i tell you this much it might sound crazy but if, if that dude ever like apologize and start talking with some sense again i'm right back take to like back. all right we'll he cool back.
0: me too yeah
2: that's that's the most revolutionary thing you can do in america like as far as i'm concerned anyway fuck this dude a 100 i'm not even gonna play this fucking video telling Al not to come let's just get to some fun shit because this is pissing me off uh let's do a uh, baller alert with chris i don't think he's ever done one of these i've never
1: done one
2: so. yeah i'm looking for a five star chick talking about I like she just stepped out of magazine. You're you're a you're a way. Way. And an flop, and a jukebox whip, and an f box bop Out of here go 12 bars. Gucci man got nine cars. We don't call them Dino no more. Oh now nah, we call them five stars. Five star, nigga. That's a five-star click. That's a six. for that five. That's that new L6. They're a fit, they're a real, it might even pay her, rent. And the way she give it, to me best money I ever spent. I, I can't even lie. I, I'm so super hot. Do not need her, will not keep her unless she is white. Uh. Gucci man a thug. your man is a shrug, See, she love me now, she love you not. Now I'm my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta look a Gucci girl and beat me. Five star hotel you can meet. Five star bitch, just a five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch. That's a five-star bitch. If the credits go high, be the nail stay fly. If your juice box wet and your head, something finer You a five star. You a five star. Alright. It's time for Chris to pick a choice. Alright. Here are your choices groupie tales nick young is thick and long but effed me like a two-cent hoe
0: oh <laughs> not a two-cent
2: number two yeah. number two father's day isn't all about you blogger blog by uh at nick so flies it's not single mother's day it's what what the picture oh, says okay. right right number three groupie tales i had sex with rich dollars and it was good while it lasted uh number four group of tales jeezy aka the snowman and lastly group of tales another august Alsina tale this time featuring dj era <laughs> <Ooh. Young>. i <laughs> still what was, what was, yeah who was the first one nick young is thick and long but effed me like a two cent hoe
1: now is that pre-iggy or a post
2: or? uh i don't, i don't know no. let's see april 10 2013 is the date
1: okay can we do what's the
2: young i know young jeezy let's do young jeezy okay groupie tales jeezy aka the The snowman all Uh, right so let's talk about his groupie tale uh where's my let it load for a second you know ball alert can be a little slow Uh, all right Uh, disclaimer ball alert groupie tales are submitted by our readers we cannot confirm 100 accuracy of any story posted this must be before they used to put that whole no (laughs)
0: disclaimer code
2: usc 217 like that shit do you have any juicy, uh, don't scroll to the bottom. What are you doing? All right. Do you have any, uh, god damn it. Now scroll to the top. There we go. Do you have any juicy stories you'd like to share? Send them over to 118 at ballalert.com. You can remain anonymous. A juicy groupie tale was posted on the website Tales of Groupie a few years ago. It was posted by a girl who claimed that she was a virgin and that Jeezy was her first. The story was gentle and kind and it read like a steamy romantic novel. If you missed that, you can read it here. This Jeezy groupie tale tells a different story. When listening to the lyrics delivered by some of today's hottest rappers and R&B singers, many give the impression that they are great in bed and will leave a woman quivering for days. Well, this was the case the first time I heard Jeezy's song "Tear It Up."
0: Uh, are you familiar it. with the song "Tear It Up"? Oh, you know I ain't. I'm not. All
2: right, let me see if I can find it real quick.
0: Man, uh, like, you
1: know who you asking?
2: Well, I knew Karen wouldn't be familiar. Mm-hmm. I was, Dude,
1: I, I didn't even get the new Selena Gomez song that you played, and that's I got I gotta I gotta go get that Spotify.
2: Mm-hmm. What up? Where you at? Shit, I'm in the
1: Where you think I'm
2: at, man? Shit. He's still coming over. Hey man, what I told you earlier, man? I'll be through that, man. I've been waiting for you since you left me. That's how you feel.
0: Why?
2: why does she talk like a phone sex operator by the way <laughs> like, i've never had that conversation in my life maybe i'm just not putting it down enough but i've never had someone completely talk outside of their voice With roger he come over to the house i'm like well, are you okay are Can you sick you, do, are, are you, you f- taking a shit what's right? <laughs> going on yeah a cough drop baby you got yeah <laughs> baby are you about to pass out I just need you to really come over here. I will call 911. We're we're on
1: our way.
2: Trapping up a no bitch, no wife. Like Park, you need a thug in your life, yeah. yeah. A young nigga the straight, come through and beat it up. Let your man be the freak, he can eat it up. Ah. Shawty got the fine, she ain't let me die, yeah. No. Got an Aquafina flow, call it wet, wet. 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 Yeah. Baby, good with a mouth, says the right thing. Got a head on her shoulder, she does the right thing. Ah. Is she a bad bitch, you already know. Face like Trina and a ass like Jackie oh. O. Got a on the mission. Let's mission. believe I know all the right positions. Just, like it's slow from the front, fast from the back. back. Put the pound game on, a hit up from the back. Yeah. I'm young and thugging, I don't give a fuck. He can make love to you. I'ma beat it up. my Uh, what about that song makes her feel like he's a superior lover, though?
0: I don't know. I heard I that he will
2: that. not have oral sex with you and that your man can do that and that he will not make love to you he will beat it up maybe Mm. i don't know maybe she heard something differently
0: Mm,
2: that's not sexy at all also uh i love that young jesus still has his ad libs even when he's doing the sex rapping
0: yeah
2: (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) because i'm gonna beat that pussy that's right everybody got the
0: definitions of sex. Everybody. hit it from the back
2: okay <laughs> that's amazing oh. god damn man oh, i never was, was a jeezy fan but that's hilarious dog ad libs i used to roast that shit i also like that he ride hit it with the back with hit it with from the back so there you go <laughs> uh, f- <laughs> a few years ago when jeezy was still going by the name young jeezy i had the opportunity to meet and exchange phone numbers in the self-proclaimed snowman it was a it was during a major private industry event in Atlanta where everybody has who was anybody was in attendance. <laughs> Humble brag. Two of my close female friends and I decided to leave our section to go browse and see what other money was in the building. <laughs> While walking through the celebrity filled crowd, we walked past the CTE section. Jeezy and I locked eyes for a moment, but a real woman knows a man is more intrigued if you act uninterested. So I kept it moving. I could barely make it a few steps before one of the CTE members came grabbing me to redirect my attention back to Mr. J Jenkins, who was standing on top of a table with a bottle of Moet after a brief conversation, because I didn't want too many eyes, including the money I was there with to notice Jeezy and I exchanged numbers. Now, how can it not be noticeable when you're talking to a nigga that's standing on a table with a bottle of Moet? Uh, yeah. I feel like everyone would notice you were talking to him. We kept in contact via text and brief phone convos, but our schedules never matched up. Finally, after a couple of months, we linked up. I decided to take a personal day from work and call Jesus to see if he was in town. He's, he was so he was, so he gave me directions to his home in Alpharetta. While driving into the neighborhood and up the long, high driveway, my mind was going crazy. All I kept replaying was a song chorus with him saying, I'm going to the pussy up i'm not new to this so i knew that by going over his house we weren't going to just sit and twiddle our thumbs he was going to try to fuck and i was all ready for it i walked in and was immediately impressed by the design of the home everything was all black and white and immaculately decorated i made my way upstairs to a master to the master bedroom we laid in the bed and talked while watching the movie and of course it began to go down I like that Jeezy's game is the same as every niggas game. Just watching some Netflix. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like He didn't try. He didn't do nothing special. He just like right.
2: want to watch a movie on my bed.
0: Right. And a lot of dudes do that now. I want to go on Netflix date. Nigga, I don't know you. And no, I'm not coming over your house. And you ain't coming over here. Let's go to a real movie. Yeah. He didn't even <laughs> order the pizza. Right. Yeah.
1: They know that's the move. They know that's. everybody knows that's the move
2: now. Right. I was waiting for Jeezy to drop his drawers and reveal a monster cock. So imagine my I'm disappointed my disappointment when i met his average ass dick yeah. <laughs> oh, not
0: average ass i did
2: your average ass dick nigga
0: dick so short, short.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he got healed i ain't get, get mine. mine i'm like fuck fuck uh i didn't know about most women but it can't but it if i can deep throw the man's entire dick with my nose damn near touching his stomach without choking or gagging there's a problem <laughs>
1: oh, well damn
2: <laughs> she is about it
1: he's very explicit
2: right it was too late at that point so i sucked it up and began sucking him off i couldn't even get into it the whole time rolling my eyes to myself while pretending to enjoy it man after sucking his dick he put a condom on and we began to fuck have you ever driven all the way across town wasting your gas and miles just to find out your favorite store is closed? That's ah! how, that's how I felt, a, that's how I felt about these worthless miles I just put in on my pussy. <laughs> wow.
0: They ain't turned the, turn the sign around and was like, man, we're closed.
2: She really said miles on her pussy though. Worthless miles on my pussy. All right. She was
0: like, oh, you're wasting my time.
2: <laughs> like my frequent flying miles, I wasted them on this. All right. I
0: could have got some good dick.
2: The fuck was less than extraordinary. We fucked missionary and then I turned over so he could hit it from the back. Also hoping that the slender angle being bent over with my back arch would provide more satisfaction for me. Nope don't get me wrong it wasn't a quick fuck he definitely put it down for an extended amount of time maybe if i was drunk and he was so i had feelings for if he was caking me off i could have learned to love the dick but for a quick midday fuck i'll pass <laughs> i ah! love <laughs> this feels like it should be his yelp review for his dick
0: yeah Girl, he get a one out of five
2: right the decor was nice but the dick uh was not that good uh <laughs> <laughs> come for the come for the tv stay for the dick needless to say <laughs> we didn't keep in direct contact after that i've seen jeezy a i like how she made it seem like it was her idea that they didn't keep up yeah. like he was oh. like he was yeah. calling her like baby please <laughs> he probably knows you rolled your eyes sucky his dick and was like well <laughs> this won't be well. a she doesn't like me yeah this won't that's be ever ret- right. <laughs> i'm gonna call you back okay i bet he sends two text messages like hey you trying to come over and then the next one just like that's right don't <laughs> uh so i've seen him a few times after that he always gives me the don't i know you look but i simply say nice to meet you flash a smile and keep it moving maybe his dick so he don't even remember her so the pussy game couldn't have been too great either right so. maybe his dick game has improved with the influx of cash i doubt it or maybe i've just been blessed to only fuck with big dicks in my lifetime so my pussy and throat may be biased oh lord let's look at the comment section and that's quite a few miss bling says this ish was hilarious he could still get it though lol yeah that's the other thing about dick size guys can't really lose because anytime a girl is like he had a average size dick that somebody like good i got an average size pussy i was nervous
0: right Woo. Yeah. i'm tired of fuck with these big dick niggas get <laughs> yeah. me up right. i want my uterus well
2: it's always like you really can't lose exposing
0: because we all are, are size differently y'all it's kind of like should.
2: when it's kind of like whenever you see people trying to shame somebody for being fat on twitter and there's always yeah. like a contingent of dudes like shit i'll i'll tear that shit up i don't know what these niggas talking about you yeah <laughs> how do people
1: do that like talk about I just see people getting mad about people shaming somebody. I don't get why people do that. Like, you're not that
2: hot. Yeah, everybody has their own lines and shit. You know, I try to stay out of it because. I do too, yeah. Like anytime tried. you publicly put your preferences out there, you really ain't doing nothing but trying to hurt somebody's feelings because right. there's always some, yeah. I wouldn't date a short man. I'm like, well, of course, short niggas are going to get upset and they already are upset most of the time anyway. <sighs> you yeah, know what I mean? Sometimes
1: people, like the other, like literally two days ago, somebody posted retweet and show, do a full body shot and show your chub. And some of these girls they that got retweeted, it's like you're fucking hot, right? I mean, you're not chubby. What the? F- you're just a normal sized chick,
2: right? Yeah, you know, I I stay I, out of all that shit.
1: Yeah, I just notice it from the sidelines. Right.
2: Me too. I just be like, she, like, you know, like hashtag feminist booty. I just be like, I ain't getting another bait, but I am gonna look at these pictures. Yep. Ah. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not gonna tell you what you can do with your body, but damn, you fat. The phat
1: like do it like draymond green the drunk draymond green yeah and he's like body (laughs) yeah is she ugly no No.
2: yeah (laughs) uh nyc chickadee says i read both stories there's that is the difference between someone caring for you and when you are just a jump out so she's saying the old story where he took somebody's virginity uh that was him making sweet passionate love and this one was just a jump out she says i do wish this girl could teach me how to deep throat nose on stomach cracking the fuck up
3: (laughs) groupies
2: Groupies need love says i want one night with jesus and then a whole lot of exclamation points if he reads this he going to step his game up with every bitch he fucked so this won't happen again Yeah, cause you know how he goes on ball alert to check out his right comment. Right, Maxwell's Muse says that's some bad ping for show. If it if it's got a gal regretting gas and mileage. (laughs) Ah yes,
1: that's just cause he didn't feed
2: her. He didn't. He just fed her his his dick. Mm hmm.
1: Gave us some
2: gave us some popcorn with that movie. Uh He did my move. Put a little garlic on it. Hey fellas, that's the move. Just let y'all know. (laughs) Sprinkle a little bit of garlic on your on your microwave popcorn um uh ladiva says "Uh uh-oh i will not be another number to jeezy or any famous non-famous guy stds do not discriminate and we all know these celebs jump from one person to the next like lice ladiva get your ass off this site yo too good to be a groupie ass yeah in the comments for no reason ajariah a, a dylan says i disagree with this young lady because my experience with him was beyond enjoyable especially when he is sober i guess i need to send in our experience it was definitely worth the miles at it um makes me want to jump on the plane to go get it now damn so she put her whole business out there mm. girl no said for
1: a stomach hmm <laughs> hashtag nose on stomach
2: right hashtag (laughs) nose the belly button (laughs) girl says i had Jeezy before and this girl is telling the truth unfortunately i've been to the house she is talking about uh meese m-e-m-e-s-e meese i don't know i i fucking love this man he gonna be here next weekend i was thinking about being a group before night but uh i'll pass lol but this had me cracking the hell up lol i've come to realization to realize that from experience of dealing with bigger dudes, they don't always have the biggest dick. Shaking my head, damn, shame. Ajira says, you know, he who has a below average size dick. Uh Jira, I mean, no, girl said that too a Ajira. Ajira comes back and says, Trust, it isn't all that bad. He does trick off, so consider that. Shelley says, Sad face, these groupie tales are killing my fantasies. Goes to read about Shannon Brown, smiley face shannon Brown had a good group of tail.
1: Mm-hmm. i think i heard that he <laughs> fucked the girl in the truck
2: yeah uh was it the truck i, I just I remember. remember it was good i don't yeah. i don't remember the details i think that's one that i heard you guys do okay denise says everything about jesus screams of mediocre dick not surprised at all screams <laughs> honeycoated says <laughs> <laughs> plus one yeah what about a dude can scream mediocre dick that's hilarious oh, no.
0: got some mediocre rapping uh, you're right
2: plus at one plus one at denise although you can be surprised with the dick is bigger than expected most of the time i could tell what a man's dick looks like but jeezy look like he has an average size dick student beauty says damn y'all for real mediocre dick new word of the week medium d meet <laughs> that medium D uh shelley's public uh Maxwell muse says at shelley's publicist no bullshit they need to go on and replace shannon on all these romance novels instead of fabio i'd definitely read more i must be some kind of square because nothing ever made me think jeezy was packing or any kind of good lover denise said and when i said mediocre dick i mean not just size wise i mean there's nothing sexual about him at all to me no shannon on the other hand gave me such an innocent vibe until i heard him speak i couldn't even look him in the eyes after that so this story is just as i thought it would be winky face golden child says um yeah one of my homies used to mess with him they said the same thing about the dick the dick ain't great uh honey coated says and whoever thinks jeezy is good hasn't been dicked down right before (laughs) (laughs) that's just shaded that other girl carla says lol that's sad when you get hyped for good good and it turns out to be super lame philly fly diva since 88 says at denise i can't look at shannon anymore without a huge smile coming across my face monica is a lucky bitch dear god please put me in the direction of someone just like shannon brown sexually amen that ain't like shannon brown Jesus probably tricks off women to compensate oh isn't that what y'all want though groupies anyway yeah. you know what i like though is that she prayed to god for some shannon brown dick that's crazy ah. dear jesus
0: send it my way
2: bring me some Shannon brown dick and i'll start going to church Allie in wonderland ah, ah. says damn how many of y'all done fuck jeezy <laughs> and empower <laughs> Power woman AK case says have you ever driven out of, oh well she just caught she just quoted that have you driven across town thing says laugh my ass out with the comments and phoenix says he said he done did everything in the a but fuck chili lol uh and that's it for um for group tales um well, let me go back to the song so I can play us out. Alright, All we got time, we got time, we gotta, gotta move on, gotta move on, uh, let's play some Guest Race. Now that it's time for some Guest Race, that's right, it's Guest Race time. Now that is time for
3: some
0: Guess
2: the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles all over the globe. And we asked our contestant today, Chris Lambert, to, from the, uh, from the, uh, Monday Festival podcast to Guess the Race. And the chat room plays long. And they are racist. Alright. I almost forgot the podcast. I almost said righteous prick, man. We had JL on so much.
1: Right. Yeah, I know you guys have neglected me. I I get it. It's like it's like when LeBron wins the MVP all the time and then they just give it to all oh, we got to give it to Derrick Rose cuz he's not LeBron. True. Or we'll give it to Kevin Durant cuz he's not LeBron. I right. get it. It
2: was my mistake, but uh I fixed it. I reached out to you, got you back on the show it's Uh, all love it's all love broward county florida a former florida police officer has admitted to forcing undocumented immigrants into having sex with him oh john i bet this shit happens so often so often Mm -hmm. jonathan louise 34 pleaded guilty to an array of charges last week admitting to 14 counts of armed false imprisonment 15 counts of battery and four counts of stalking however he avoided all the charges with sex in them most likely due to his police officer status, this former Broward Sheriff's deputy was given an insulting lenient plea deal. uh As part of the deal, Bly, Blywis Blewis did not face charges of sexual battery, and as such, will not be required by the state of Florida to register as a sex offender. Oh that's sad. That's crazy. A group of approximately twenty undocumented illegal immigrants alleged alleged that Blewis. But Blee Weiss harassed them, molesting them during pat downs and threatening with deportation if they refused to perform sex acts.
0: Right. That's why you <laughs> need to get, start doing things where they have, uh, citizenship and shit.
2: Er- eerily enough, just after this officer was named employee of the year for his district, of course, Blee Weiss told the South Florida Blade newspaper that earlier in his career, one of his supervisors ta- taunted him by calling him sex offender for being openly gay however oh. the however the label now fitting will not be applied blee has sentenced uh was sentenced to five years in jail 10 years on probation but avoided the sex offender designation altogether undocumented immigrant workers are often targeted by unscrupulous individuals as they have very little recourse to try to report crimes committed against them because of their illegal status blee uh likely chose this vulnerable group of people to violate and abuse for this reason in the end, he was charged with arbitrary battery charges relating to pat downs he conducted while on duty and nothing else. Uh, the Broward public defender, Howard Finkelstein called the outcome shocking and shameful to the whole country. Uh, the Sun Sentinel reported on another contrasting case that played out in court. Um, oh, dealing with a whole different thing. Um, uh, so yeah, this dude was making dudes. Do sexual stuff instead of, uh, you know, deporting them. Uh, guess the race?
1: I would say white.
2: All right. the Chat room says lenient is a synonym for another word, a synonym for another word in this country white. Uh, that was from Aziz. Uh, chat room, slow. if it, it ain't gay, if I make them do it white, <laughs> uh, rebel redneck rapist, paste, says Emperor L expects the south to rise again white man i know he had to be hated in the community oh god it's officer bleewees shit uh confederate condom user officer Dangle. yeah did he even use a condom <laughs> officer dangle ha <laughs> that's a reno 911 reference confederate condom user protector of white women everywhere white the correct answer is white he was a white man oh all right let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of guess the race so far chris is one for one will he be able to keep it going let's find out you get nervous
1: a little bit i always get nervous i have a pretty good record but i'm i'm always nervous
2: you're almost too good of a kid uh of a uh, person to get these right uh <laughs> officer prankster i mean wait office prankster claims he was he poisoned his co-workers water to mess with him oh you know how it what? is you know in the office sometimes you play pranks on each other so you like do something like poison somebody's water a georgia man was arrested saturday for allegedly playing a criminal a criminally hilarious practical joke where he surreptitiously added weed killer to his coworker's water oh <gasps> mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i've worked with people i don't like before but i never never crossed my mind to poison them to death mm-hmm. authorities say 65 year old anthony gerald dunton way too old to be playing these games placed amounts of concentrated roundup brand weed killer and grass killer in his co-worker's water bottle four or five times his co-worker noticed his water tasted odd and that it foamed when shaking he told police the coworker set up a camera in his office obtained two videos from different days showing dunton entering the office removing the water bottle and returning it moments later in one video dunton can be seen wiping the bottle removing fingerprints before returning it to his co-worker's desk. That's a prank? That sounds like a fucking crime. According to police, he admitted to putting weed killing the victim's water, but denied trying to kill him. He said he just wanted to mess with him. By putting poison in his drink. Okay. Later that day, Ashton Kusher reportedly now faces four counts of aggravated assault. What? The latter day? Oh. Anyway, that was a joke. Uh, guess the race of Mr. Anthony Gerald Dal- Dunton.
1: White. Alright, let's check Seems the chat. Like room. White people
2: share. Um, Karen, did you ask or is it just moving slow? Okay, I see you asked just now. Bill not Bill not not the size guy white. <laughs> 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 white, Mr. White folks for sure. We don't play with food. Uh um, I was only funny with the boy White. Got his sense of humor from Bill Cosby White. Oh <laughs> tabbering with drinks only a white man would try to classify attempted murder as a prank this is how we play in private school white white three named cocky <laughs>
3: <Calky>. oh <laughs> oh shit
2: that's anyway hilarious. he was white holy shit cocky that's new i don't think we ever had had that's a good one
1: that's like Mm-hmm. that needs to be trademarked
2: for sure man um oh, these
1: coffees out this motherfucker man i ain't going to <laughs> <All> right, <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> uh and of course we have to wrap this bad boy up with uh one of my least favorite things to talk about sore ratchetness <laughs> all right in sword ratchetness news this one comes out of australia a weapons collector who slashed two teenagers with a samurai sword when they entered his home has received an 18 month suspended jail sentence that's the thing about collecting weapons after a while you want to use them
3: okay.
2: Maryville man dan frank bait pleaded guilty monday in the warwick district county court oh wait warwick district court to unlawful wounding and assault occasioning occasioning bodily harm while armed crown prosecutor nichols mcgee said bait and the 16 year old male had a disagreement on march 30th last year and the teen and his 15 year old girlfriend went to the accused home about midnight to deal with detentions after finding the girl in his home, Bay picked up a samurai sword, delivering blows, leaving the girl with two cuts on her fingers and the boy with a 30 centimeter long wound to his back, which required 34 stitches. Defense barrister Robbie Davis said the case was extremely unusual and, and that Bay had the right to defend his home, but he conceded his client had overreacted. Uh, you think? Uh, anyway, uh, good riddance. Glad he goes. Ah glad he's going to jail um chris man thank you so much for doing the show bro
1: yes sir thanks for having me i appreciate it i'm always a pleasure
2: no problem man uh make sure you guys go and check out the monday festival podcast Mm -hmm. continue to to click like share retweet favorite um 12 years of bringer like i said i if you haven't watched it now that you don't really love us or really love chris because uh he's fucking amazing in it and everybody's good in it uh i think mike was also outstanding as yeah. uh <laughs> as the slave that um was like uh scared all the time he he, he doesn't know man so He he doesn't know like i love that shit um and uh make sure you guys also follow him on twitter at chris lamberth uh chris you uh performing anywhere uh the audience can catch you soon
1: yeah, I'm gonna be at the Virginia Beach. Well, I'll be at the on July seventh. I'll be at the Richmond Funny Bone and opening for my buddy uh, Paul Verzi. And I'm going on the eighth. I'll be at the I'll be at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone and with Paul there. Then I'm gonna be in the Merlin, DC area <laughs> and uh, at the Arlington Cinema and Draft House uh, doing some shows there. So in the green room in the small. So that's like Thursday and Friday. So I'm gonna be around. Check my calendar, uh, ChrisLambers. Dot
2: Well, hopefully that means we'll hit you on Three Guys On Man. It's another one of my favorite podcasts. You mm-hmm. put me on too.
1: Oh yeah, those guys are great. I was telling Randolph that I was gonna be in town, and he said, "Yeah, we, you got to do the podcast." So anytime I'm near, I will do it. So probably like that. I guess what is that week? The week of the. Twelfth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be on there.
2: I always look forward to that, man. You always have some uh, nice musical selections.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I love, man, dude. (coughs) Like this, this year's been so great for music. Like I, I just like the new Bilal Mm -hmm. is streaming right now. I think he's he's one of my favorites. Uh, I just got put on to this group that I've been sleeping on called uh, Hiatus Coyote. This group from Australia. Like while while we were while Black Twitter. We're spending so much time hating on Iggy. Mm-hmm. We had a we had this this chick this chick that's doing it right. That's really like seems like she's a student of uh, being a soul you know being what it is to be a soul singer. Like it's, it's I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's so it's a lot of good music out there. So I, yeah, I, I joined
2: like, I joined um title for that that month playing because I. I, I, I uh i like it a lot like i got tired of talking about it and not knowing the fuck i was talking about listening to everybody else talking about it and none of them knew what the fuck they were talking about so i was like look one of us needs to know what the fuck we're talking about so i was like it'll be me right okay sure. uh and it and they have a really good program for introducing you to new artists uh they got like a title rising and title discovery hmm. like links and it really puts you on to people that i, I wouldn't have heard otherwise um and i ended up listening to this dude uh um Belly. I don't know if you heard of him. Mm-mm. He had nah. an album called Up For Days. Okay. And I couldn't find it on Spotify, so I think it might be a title exclusive. Mm-hmm. But it's so dope, man. Like it's laid back. It's the dude can rap, but it's not like over the top lyrical, but it's actually pretty, you know, like it's almost like Kanye level lyricism where you like, damn, that was clever as shit. You know, but yeah. but he's not hitting you in the head with it. Um I listen to J. Drew uh i mean j yeah Jay drew he was dope um kwami live like this is a bunch of rari have you heard of rari yet Mm-mm.
1: yeah he's he's uh like that song god's whisper and
2: yeah yeah he's
1: good yeah he's he's blowing up
2: yeah not like that's one thing title does have over these other over spotify for me is the way they introduce you to new artists is real cool you know like yeah. they really do they go out the way to try to find new people if you into finding new people to listen to i think it's a good format and then um the other thing is they had this playlist feature which is cool as shit because spotify has playlists but it's all like genre specific or like this person made a playlist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the playlist on title are like the best of missy elliott uh legends michael jackson Okay. Uh, the BET Awards 2015 playlist.
0: Oh, I'd be all about that.
2: <laughs> like, that's dope to me though. You know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. I know I'm gonna get to BET Awards this weekend and be like, Ooh. I never heard of Deltrick Hayden. Right. Well, guess what? He's on the fucking list. I can say I heard. My soul says yes. By, s- by Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. I don't, you know, anyway, that didn't mean to make this to a title advertisement, but. Yeah, uh-huh. Rod.
1: What the fuck, man? Are you in the Illuminati?
2: Hey, man. Look, yeah. all I'm saying is support black businesses. I'm you know what I mean? some people, we are.
0: Yeah. Do
2: I need to do a freestyle to to get y'all to do
0: it? Yeah, we need this, right?
2: <laughs> right. Do I need to rap about some current tragedies to get y'all on my side? What I got to do? crayvon's
1: uh, dead. What right. about title though
2: Fuck <laughs> 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 Oh man. That's about Hey it
1: guys, I'm black. Buy my shit
2: yeah that like that's the other thing like people act like jay was so wrong for that but it's not like he's opportunistic he gonna do that every week because if he would have been out here this week talking about some they say you could shoot up a church but don't (laughs) shoot up the charts people would have roasted him and destroyed that entire career so (laughs) like that nigga got some type of taste man let's stop vilifying that man all right just
1: yeah i don't i don't mind i yeah. mean hey get your money jay at least it's not he's not selling the drugs anymore
2: right yeah oh. uh and when you know when taylor swift makes a point about the industry we all
0: understand her point point. Applaud her right right,
1: right. Is, is it true that they that they said so i saw a little blurb about something that like she was in cahoots with apple like it was like
2: <laughs> the apple uh, the conspiracy theories the is, is yeah that was- some bullshit Man, it sounds like some bullshit, like the Taylor Swift Illuminati shit. It sounds like yeah. some bullshit, man. Mm-hmm um i just think she's big try. enough and wide enough that they was going to capitulate to whatever she said right you yeah. know because she's just she's just one of the few people that can make that argument
0: right because spotify still singing that sad song because her ass left and never came back
2: yeah so she wanted a few people that could do it but all right man uh oh adam and eve co tbgwt all right until saturday when we do our feedback show or if you're premium friday when we do our back uh our um our sports show we'll probably be wrapping up the draft and shit Mm -hmm. can't wait to do that so until then i love you i love you too baby